Ian Lee is next. You have a really good evening. And if anybody Thanks, can come man. on tomorrow and give me any good reasons as to why Brexit's a good thing, then uh, I'll eat my hat. Uh, right, Ian man. Lee is here. I'll you come can... in early if you want. Yeah, yeah man, come yeah, in, man. Come in, man. I'll do it. I've had enough now. I'm off. Right. Uh, you can only Wait, we've got to do the handover. No, don't worry about handover. No, we want to do a handover, man. So what are you doing on the show, man? No, you don't want a handover. What are you doing? No, we're not doing a handover. Really? Ashley doesn't want to do a handover, mate. Don't make it. No, I mean, we need to do it. It's like, you know. Why don't you stay here with Ian for a couple of hours? No, thanks. Yeah, all right, yeah. It's the Ian Lee featuring Ashton Cat. And we're here, I'll and we take your calls James on Brexit, no, Trump, and we're going to turn the studio heating off. You've noticed that. It's like I've been twitching the Trump in the studio with me. Well, yeah. You keep him. So, so what are you doing, you then? You can have him, right? Have what are you doing, then? Yeah, so, Ash, um, what do you think about Brexit? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Love in Italian. Yes, I know. Produced by George Martin, Sir George, Sir George Martin, the late great. Sir George Martin, leave you to listen to the late night alternative, Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. 0344 1000 Tonight's big phone in is who is your favourite terror hawk? From the TV series Terror Hawks. Remember that, Catherine? Yeah, I liked the um, son. He's got ah, mother. <laughs> Sharp in, take a breath when I introduced yeah. this topic. Why, why was that? 
No reason. I'm just a bit asthmatic. We were we were playing around with uh, a topic that we vetoed before the show, and Catherine was was worried I was going to do it. I'll tell you tonight in the Shit Shack Club. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, uh, the, the music. I'm going to be honest. This this show is about honesty. It's about sharing stuff, and we share stuff on this show. She had a really intimate story yesterday about um, thirty five quid a ticket. 35 there's a cinema in london charging 35 pounds per ticket to see a film um also shared an intimate story with uh, uh about my mum and the care home the cqc I've spoken to them today they are on it also spoke to the manager of the care home's manager and was told i recorded it not for broadcast for my memory and for legal purposes and um was told contradicting things contradicting things um and then there was one bit there was one bit i said why those who missed it my mum is in a care home and she she got out she escaped god damn it and um they didn't know where she was for now it could be 90 minutes we don't know right did you call- so let's just remind ourselves it's gone from oh we think an hour yeah. to 90 minutes yeah. so let, let's call it two hours did you call the police oh no ian we don't call the police if we find them Oh, okay, what's the cut-off point for finding them? An hour? Two hours? A day? Oh, no, we'd call them before the day was out, right? And then there was... Then there was... Um, uh, 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 so she went missing at 11 o'clock Sunday morning. I didn't find out until half past seven Monday evening. Half past eight. I said, why didn't I find... They called you several times. Did they leave a message as I was told yesterday? We don't know. I said, okay, well, I can tell you. No message was left, and they didn't call me. There was no missed call. I can do you a screenshot, no missed call, no miss message left. Well, Ian, when I left a message for you this morning, um, this was the woman I spoke to today, when I left a message for you this morning, it took quite a lot of rings for it to get through to your answer phone. <laughs> Voicemail, they call it, don't they? And the final thing was, how come um, I didn't, I wasn't told, okay, so, 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 so at half past seven, Monday evening, I'm guessing the person who contacted me realised that I didn't know. That's correct. So up until that point, they thought I knew that Mum had gone missing. That's correct. Um, how did they know? They either... One of two things, as far as I can see. Someone either lied to them, or they made a really, really bad assumption. Which was it? Well, we're investigating that. Now, bearing in mind, once I said I was on speakerphone and recording it, they then said, OK, well, we're putting it on speakerphone here. And I said, OK, well, who is who is listening, please? And it was the person I spoke to last night was listening. And I said, OK, well, she's there, so she can answer this question. Why did she think I knew? Did someone tell her, or did she assume? And the woman on the phone said, well, she's not prepared to answer that right now until we've investigated. I said, she's there. She knows the answer. What made her think I knew my mum had gone missing? Did someone tell her, or did she assume? It's a really simple question. We're not prepared to answer that, Ian, until we've had an investigation. The sound of asses being covered was incredible. One day in 50 years' time, when everybody apart from me is dead, I'm going to release these tapes, and you're going to hear the sound of us. And here's the thing. Last night on the phone to them, I got very angry, very angry and very sweary. I'm not proud of it, but in some ways I am, because I was defending Mum, right? Today... Very calm. I missed their phone call this morning, so I, I, I made a cup of coffee, I sat down, got my digital recorder out, breathed, just felt calm, and made the phone call. And I was, I'll, I'll play you the tape, Kath. I was in complete control, right? Complete control. Um, and they seemed 
to be surprised that I was upset by this, that my mum actually went further away from the, the home than I was told yesterday. Yes, it was the next street, but it wasn't the next street that's next to it. It was the other way to the next street, which is quite a distance away. Um, my mum could have been killed. Yes, we know, Ian, and luckily she wasn't. Uh, well, <laughs> if you're b- b- working a care home purely on luck, then we're all screwed. Um, the bit that I particularly yeah, uh, noted from your account earlier on was them blaming your mum. <laughs> well, she did choose to leave, Ian, and then I got Saki, and I went, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. Uh, there's me thinking it's your fault. Um, I said, there's me thinking it's your incompetent staff. And it was hurtful. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, the CQC are on it. I've spoken to the CQC. spoke to a very, very nice lady. They're on it, right? They're on it. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I must have bored a lot of you on Twitter going on about it. And then just, argue, just, just stop arguing with idiots, Ian. Stop arguing with idiots. One guy said, uh, you should keep her at home. It's the best, it's the best, it's the best choice for everybody. No. Sorry. So, 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 well, first of all, it, it isn't. It's, it, it, simply, it simply isn't. Comments like that, really, they, they happen less and less. We've got a new listener tonight, guy who's got a picture of Gary Glitter as his profile picture. We're, we're going to get to the fun stuff in a minute, Martin, I promise. Um, but the, 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 you get less and less of those comments as time goes on. But there's a real judgmental self-righteousness about that that is misplaced and is wrong and is hurtful. Okay, not everyone can keep elderly or sick relatives at home for financial reasons, for work. Some people don't want to keep them at home. And if they don't want to do that, you know what? Actually, if that's their decision, that's all right. But before you start making judgment calls on me, my friend, which and it was a judgment call, try and learn some of the facts. She requires 24-hour, around-the-clock care, so kiss my ass. So I called him a, an idiot. And then some other guy piled in saying, well, you know what, people aren't allowed to have opinions ian he's just expressing an opinion and i said well no he arguing with just block just block just block the person i particularly involved enjoyed was, my mum's name as well it could have been yeah, her was the uh, woman who took exception with you saying she didn't know what day it was and mm. um, thing is she actually she literally doesn't, doesn't know. know what day it is I said my mum get you know my mum's physically ill and doesn't know what day it is and she thought that was me going my mum's mental no I'm, I'm, I'm very my, my choice of words are very very precise she literally doesn't know what, as my sister said, I don't think she knows what month it is. No. She could, she asked me when my dad is going to go around and visit her. They divorced 25 years ago and he died five years ago. And the other thing she took exception was to was that saying that she got out. She's a free person. Well, uh, she, again, let's just go back to the original comment. Yeah. She really doesn't know where she is. She thinks she's at work sometimes. No more of that on, on Twitter. I'm just going to block people. I'm just going to block. So what I'm saying is this is a show that invites um, a, 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 a honesty from you and also honesty from me in a level that I think is unprecedented on British radio. So I'm going to tell you why the start of that Silla Black song was quiet. It's because I wasn't in the studio and, I had, and Catherine was operating the computer and the volume was down on my computer. I apologise to that, Catherine. I should have boosted the volume. Here's the thing. Literally 30 seconds before the mics went live, I followed through. Now, I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm a little bit embarrassed. I shouldn't be embarrassed. We've did all you done... actually, though? Yes. Oh, God. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's not a joke. It's not a piece. It's not. It's not. It's not a it's gag. Not a splatter. It's, it's not a gag. Gosh, okay. Gosh. Okay. That's fair enough. Could you not? I followed through. Not massively. Do you know what? Yeah. No sympathy. You've wow. Been, you've been pushing them and, out as and, hard as you can all night. It. 
Honestly, please, please. He pushes please. And this him is out. It. He pushes him out to spite me. And this is it. This is it. Okay. So to me, this we're is supposed to get nature's behind, way. We're supposed to get behind me too. With people like you, women, right? But what about me poo? Hashtag me poo. You deserve it. You see? Well, you deserve to get touched up by a film producer. I've not been pushing out. For you do, you deserve to get touched up to get a, to get a job because you're a woman. You have been. Do you know what I mean? His bomb has been used get, as a, a weapon against now me I'm for some get, weeks now. Now I'm going to get called out for saying those things. But you, you just switch it around. It's exactly the it's same not the thing. Same. It's not exactly the same. the same thing. That, that. She's pointing at me. That that you've been doing has been leading up to this moment. And I hope you finally learnt your lesson. Well, I hope. Um, hey, oh, Catherine, by the way, I've got a job for you um, filling in for me next week when I'm not here. But I've got to have a go on your boobs. What? Well, oh, oh, sorry, it's not funny. Oh, right, it's not funny when it's directed towards women, but when hate and bile and bullying is directed towards towards men, that's funny. You were directing your bile at me all week. You see? And now your bile's escaped. You see? It serves you right. And women wonder why, um... You, women wonder why. I do. Yep. <clears throat> Seriously, man. It's actually a true story, and I, I was expecting... Uh, you know I have mental health issues, um, So, and you know I'm very upset about my mum, and yet you think it's it acceptable... It seems to have affected your backside. ...acceptable to just have a go at me because, because I have a physical illness. been gassing me out for weeks. Hey, I know what, Catherine. Why don't we find up a cancer ward and you can laugh? Let's do that, shall we? Because it's a physical... I don't think they're doing it on purpose. You don't know? Well, I'd ask my grandma, but unfortunately she's not wow. around anymore. Wow! Wow! You had to bring it up. Wow! Wow! Seriously, man. Let's get... Let, let's... We need to... You need to... You need to. You need to. You need to, though. You... I did. And I've sorted it. Now I'm clenched. We'll make it through this together. It's going to be a tough show tonight, but we're going to get there, guys. We're going to get there. Who is your favourite Terror Hawk? 0344... Four nine nine one thousand. Going to be some show tonight, guys. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is on. Everyone, give us a call. We call you back. Alan Caddick. Hi, boss. Oh God, is it more Death Watch? No, that would that would have been yesterday's call. Why? Well, who died yesterday? Scott Walker. Okay. What's your favourite Scott Walker song? We're not going to sign anymore. Yeah, you know you know the Walker brothers? Yeah. They weren't brothers. I didn't know that. Yeah, they weren't brothers. Well, that's the same about the relationship between me and Robert. You and Robert aren't brothers? We've fallen out big time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why is that? Because he's quite controlling and bullying? Well, well there was jealousy on both sides. Yeah. And things have been said, and now he he was staying with mum and dad for a few days, and now he's gone back to Blackpool, and he's never coming down ever again. He's cut all ties with me, well, mum and dad. Well, hang on a minute. Let's, let's, okay, hang on a second. Well, let, let, hang on, I need to get some, um, let's get some, um, let's, let's sort this out. We can sort this out. We need, we need some appropriate music. Hang on a second. Let's... Oh, man, alive. Well, life is so hard to navigate, isn't it? Okay, yeah. so tell us... Tell us in your own words 
Alan, exactly what happened. Well, I was helping my mum tidy up the kitchen, and my mother was helping Dad on the allotment. Robert came back and said, have you had a wash? Because Dad's going to moan as he's had a drink. I, I took it all away and moaned to my mum. That caused an argument between my mum and Robert. And Robert said, I'm still going back to Blackpool. You're never going to see me again. I said, if you're going to go, I'm going to go. So I, he stormed out. I stormed out. Luckily, I went to work and my boss calmed me down. And mum said, get back home. And now, while that's going on, my brother was going in a taxi to go into town to get a coach back to Blackpool. And now he's back home in Blackpool, and he said he's never coming down ever again. Screw him, screw him. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. No, this all started because he asked you if you had a wash? Yeah, and I did have a wash. And even got didn't. Alan, Alan, Alan. Had you, had you actually it. had a wash? Yes. OK, fair enough. Proper one with soap. I, I spent an hour in the bath cast. Oh, okay. gosh, all the crevices. Was there, was there water in the bath? Yes. OK. To me, Billy Button. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I go back to my the advice I was originally going to offer. Screw him. No. Sounds like a loser. Who needs brothers? I haven't got a brother. Well, like, I sort of have. But... I'm an only child. Oh, come on, Alan. It means you get more in the will, Alan. I know. Uh, at least I can spend all my energy looking after mum and dad. Yeah, exactly. Screw him. This guy's mm. a loser. No, this is no, such a not, shame. Not you advice. two were good friends, and I know that he's proud of you. He was. Oh, he still is. This is a silly thing to fall out about, having a wash. I know what. Here, here we go, Alan. Let's just let's stop this music. Here we go. Now, I know, I, we need to get some... Hang on. We need we need some better music um, to help. Here we go. Do you hear me, Carl? No, no, no. I've got a great... Here we go. This is what we're going to do. This is great. This is going to be good, I think. Okay. I am a tiger. Time to start this, isn't it? Hang on, it'll get there. Hang on, it'll get there in a minute. It's longer than I remember. I've not heard it for a while. Here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. Are you ready? Here it comes. No, no not yet. Hang on. This must be. I haven't heard this for years. It's long. There we go. Here we go. No. Okay. Here it comes. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Here it comes. Now, no. no. I don't know what's going on. Now, no. could you sing it, Alan?
Okay, put the phone down. Phone up your brother now. He's done it! He's done it! Yes, man! We got him pumped! We pumped Alan! We pumped it. This is longer than I remember. They're always longer than you remember, aren't they? Especially karaoke. This has been going for two and a half minutes. Yeah. Any minute now. It's going to kick Okay, here we go. That moment when the beat drops. Can't be right. Have you? No. I'm just wondering whether what happened earlier has affected your um, circuitry. No, 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 no. Me, me, me following through is not going to make I the tiger loop for, for five minutes. When I came over there to operate the equipment, I nearly threw up. Okay, well we'll just keep it going. It's got to start in a minute. Maybe it's like trying to start a car. Just it's like starting a car in the olden days. It takes a while. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Gatford. I was going to go for the uh, Beyonce. Can you handle it? Michelle. Can, can you handle it? it? Just hang on a second, Gatford. Catherine, could you just strap down any vibe we've got left? Otherwise, he's just going to suck oh, it all up. Away you go, Gatford. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, Winter Davis's character, the uh, Major Zero, is my favourite Terror Hall character. Thank, uh, uh, wasn't the question, mate. Was, wasn't it? What's your favourite Terror character? No. Actor. Well, wasn't. Wasn't the question. Have another go at what the question was. What's your favourite character on... No, uh, what, what was it then? Sorry. Well, this is, people don't listen. The question was, who... <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. The question was, who is your favourite Terror Hawk? Ah, I see. Well, then, but may just... Uh, he wasn't a Terror Hawk, mate. Thanks oh. for your call. This doesn't feel, uh... doesn't feel right. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Did we just steal CJ's gag? And the winner of the Late Night Alternative Presenter Award. Twenty nineteen. Goes to Three years in a row. Three years in a row. Yep. The crowd aren't happy, though. Well, the crowd are, but my army aren't. Wiener Stolz, Wiener! Wiener Stolz, 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 Wiener
So bored of my baby She wasn't giving me none She'd let me play with her boobies But wouldn't let me touch her But Now, this is, you see You see, this is, um Gosh This is outrageous behaviour I'll tell you what um, let's I tell you what, let's play an advert for let's one of my that. colleagues who does a proper radio yeah. show, and then we'll then we'll go back to Pretend children's hour. Happened. Exactly. Thank you very much indeed. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Okay, very clever. Someone I, I was playing the wrong Eye of the Tiger. I found it. Now I'm in the vibe. Let's have it. Here we go. Here we go. There's Oh yeah. Here we go. Let's wrap one more time. I am the tiger. <laughs> Hold it. Yes. Here we go. Two, three, four. Nope. Going around again. Here we go. Hang on. It's longer than I remember. It's longer than I remember. Two. Well, okay, it turns out that... Um, what's the date today? 25th. Eye of the Tiger is broken. Oh, 26th. Eye of the Tiger is broken. Can we log that, Sam? Can we log that? On the 20, 10.30, on the 26th of March, 2019, we broke the Eye of the Tiger. The Eye of the Tiger... <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, doesn't it? The Eye of the Tiger is broken. Sorry. Dear God! We broke it. Lovely. We broke one of Rock's greatest songs. No more training montages for you. Oh! Going round again. It's broken. But it means it must work because it's working better than it was ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, we're just going to... I'm just going to leave it going and hopefully it's going to... Do you it, think if you turn it off and turn it on again? Mm, I, well, uh, possibly. Let's see. 0344 499 So you can't buy Krispy Kremes anymore. They had them yesterday in the office. You can't buy them. Why? Because they're funded by Nazis. Oh. This is true. So, Krispy Kremes, Marc Jacobs, we knew about Marc Jacobs, Pret-a-Manger, not the film, Pret-a-Manger, the company, this is, I'm, 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 I'm remembering them properly, this is, I'm not even anywhere close to the Tidges, this is fact. This is fact. It's not the home of fake news. I this know the Krispy Kreme have like made Krispy, a massive donation. Krispy, please, please let me finish. Please let me finish well, the crack story. On them this is a, the this, is, get on the this phone. is an important story, Catherine, and you're not giving them the respect it deserves. And and we've broken eye of the tiger. Let me just say. Let me just say. Uh, um, um, hang, give me a second. Let me just look at Catherine googling to make sure I've not libelled anyone. I haven't. I know what I'm doing. Let me just say that eye of the tiger is certainly not a survivor anymore. 
what's the name of the group that recorded it? Um, it's broken. It's broke. It's a it's a victim. Uh, I have the tiger by victim. Um, so Preta Port, not Preta Porter, the Preta Manger, Mark Jacobs, Crisp Krusty Creams, Krispy Creams, and various other companies are owned by a family who made their money from Nazi Hitler. And they've only... Here's where I get a bit... Are you happy with that, Catherine? The legals are all... all well, they used in. Russian civilians and French prisoners of war as false labourers in their factories back in the day. So you're happy with... I've covered all the legals. Well, yeah. I've not seen anything about Mark Jacobs in here. Well, they own, the, they own the same company, Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. Google it. Oh, this song is getting right on my tits. Jesus. Right. Actually, it's probably disrespectful. Um... So, uh, the family that owns those companies, and I've got to say, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed when I heard this. The family that owns the company made the money in the, in the war. The, 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 obviously, their ancestors made the money in the war working for Hitler, using prisoners of war to do whatever it was they did, make, make the cellophane for the sandwiches. I don't know. I don't know what they did. Um, and so the family have only just found out. Suspicious much? Yeah, me think so too. Um, so they've donated just like $11 million to charity, right? So I know the story. Katarina Boyle. Katarina Boyle. Don't oh. be angry with me for trying Katarina. to make sure you don't I'm, get sacked. No, I'm angry. $11.3 million. I'm angry. Oh, I was, oh, I'm sorry. It's was $300,000 out. Yes, important. But, but the thing is, it, uh, you can't be sued for that bit. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm angry with you thinking I... Because I'm angry with you thinking, just because I shot myself today, that I don't know uh, uh, big news stories. Well, I do, because I've had a lot of time to read them on the toilet. I do. Now, here's what gets me... Here's what upsets me. Right? That's the whole story. Those posh cheddar and pickle sandwiches in prep are... Bellissima. Out of this world. Out of this world. Mind-blowing. Wonderful. Well, I can't eat them anymore because I don't want to put money in um, Hitler's pocket. I can't eat them anymore. I don't think it's going to Hitler anymore. Okay, well, that's what, that's you would say that. Um, so I really... i tell you what I want. Can we get the guy that owns the company to come on the show and talk about it? He's probably it? listening now, probably ring up. Or... Failing that, just like someone behind one of the counters or something at prep, just to come on and put my mind at ease. They're such friendly people. This is why they can afford to give away free drinks to people they fancy. It's the same thing. Uh, if we could just get one of the people behind the counter to come Didn't on. Didn't your mate Toff used to work there? Uh, uh, yes, she did, actually, yeah. Not figures. Oh, wow, now that is libelous. No, it is li- Yeah, it is. No, not yeah, it is, actually. It is. She act- did used to work there? Well, that figures. She's friendly. Yeah. That's what, I was, what did you mean? That figures. That figures. What did you mean? That figures. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You make me want to... Uh, th- no, not again. Throw up. I don't think there's anything left, is there? Mm. You, make, you make me... A worker in Australia who claims his ex-supervisor... Re- Hang on a minute. Sorry to, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I've, I think... I'm sorry to interrupt. I think I've just fixed this. I think I've fixed it. Here we go. Sorry. Here we go. I think I fixed it.
So far, so good. Hold it! I think we fixed it. Here we go. We're in. We fixed it. We fixed it. I think we fixed it. I think we fixed it. Yeah. Maxim. Maxim in a ring. Rocky Stallone. Style. Adrian. Here we go. We're in. We fixed it. Yeah. I get up. I'm back on the street. To my time, I got my glory. Don't know the worst, do you? Little bit of I'm back on the seat. Got my time. So much on the chorus. Polyps. Of the tiger. Love the eye of the tiger in your pants, carrying Fixed on like it. that. Fixed it. Fixed it. Right. Let's have your. Let's have. Uh, let's go. First oh. two. Set first two. Forget your story. It's irrelevant. Took my time. Took my chances. Boom, boom, boom. The many differences. Now I am on my own. Hold my hand. I'll guide you along. It's the higher up on lower. Makes it easier. Fill up the fight. It's enough on the terrors of our rivals. And now Rocky has a fight with Minister T and a Paolo Creed and Ivan Drago. Yes. Right, can you fit your story into the instrumental break? Because that would be great. Here we go, now. A worker in Australia who no, claims he's singing, he's singing, oh, he's singing. Come on! I it's an instrumental break, he's singing. We fixed it, we might as well use it. Bum, bum, bum. What's the difference now? You're back on your life. Touch your hands and your boxing gloves. It's the eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight. Hunting up for the mirrors of our rivals. Survive, lost the tune a bit. I think this is very speed. Seriously, don't push so hard. Yes, now. Okay. Here we go. Now we're getting to the end. Getting to the end of the song now. Such a great fighting song. Everybody wants to train. Get to the end of the song now. Gonna hear Kathy's story. Got good, powerful song now. Yeah, boxing, fighting, making love. Being a man, driving a car, having friends. Walking in the butchers, punching meat, running upstairs, running downstairs. Kids jumping around you as you cheer. You're gonna be a boxer, gonna be a boxer. Everybody fighting, everybody fighting. Uh, we fixed it. There we go. Uh, Catherine, your story. Sorry, I'm a bit emotional about that. Yep, it's a powerful song. Makes you think. Your story. 
Oh, this will make you think. Will happen after these adverts. Oh, A star-crossed soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls... Oh, I'm on the end. ..and Stripper Grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three. Quiet on the phone tonight. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, I think it's your attitude. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Catherine, I believe you had a, a very important news story yeah. that is more important than talking about companies that have um, been funded um, by their work with the Nazis in, in World War Two. So let's hear. Have your... we covered that now? Are we well, finished. I, I think that's you actually. Carry on if you want to carry I, on. I would like. I would have liked liked it to. I would have liked it too. Doesn't sound right, but if it, I'm certainly gonna, didn't. I would have liked it too, but um, no. You, uh, you've obviously got a more important story, so let's hit, let's hit the more important story. It's more important than um, Pret uh, uh, Manger. I keep saying Pret a Porter. Pret a Porter, I have to say, is in no way, as far as we know, um, connected with Nazis. Although some of the script may have been written on an IBM computer. So it, in that case, the film, the Hollywood is tainted. Hollywood is tainted with some of the worst crimes, some of the worst atrocities. Uh, known to man. And I'm not just speaking about uh, Howard the Duck. I'm speaking about World War Two. Catherine, uh, I believe you had a story you wanted to do. I'm really looking forward to hearing this. Here we go. A worker in Australia who claims... Oh, there's, there's an oxymoron. Is it? No need for that, mate. Worker... <laughs> worker in Australia? There's an oxymoron. Like, can they hear us in Australia? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And they tend to be quite outdoorsy and fit. Um, and over here. Yes. So, just be careful. Yes. A worker in Australia. I love Australia. I love Australia, mate. I love the Sheilas. I love a, I love throwing a Sheila on a Barbie no. and getting my, uh, my lobster ready, covering my lobster in butter and sliding it in. What? I love getting me shrimp. I uh, love getting me shrimp out. <laughs> putting it, putting, rubbing it with a knob, rubbing me shrimp with a knob of butter and seeing who wants to chow down on it. With the Sheilas. And the Bruces, why not? The Bruces want to chow down on my buttery knob shrimp, then uh, I would be very happy with that. Out in the outback, or in the bush. Prefer it in the bush, actually. Not so keen on it outback, but I'll, if that's all that's going, I'll take it. Ideally, though, my shrimp would be devoured in the bush. But if I had to butter it up and put it in the outback... You know, I would do that too. I love Australia. It's a great country. One of the one of the best countries, beginning with A. It's in the top ten. Australia, I'm going to say, is in the top ten countries, beginning with A. That's how much... Along how, with? That's how highly... What, what are the other ten? Albania. Yeah. America. Yeah. Amazonia. Air. You are an idiot. That's how highly I rate it in the top 10. I mean, lower top 10, you know, kind of bubbling under. Top 15. Australia for me is in the top 15 countries beginning with A. And let's... the other 14 are? Mm, much better. Let's hear Let's hear this story. It sounds like it's going to be a good one about a guy working... If I've got this right, it was a guy, it was a guy cooking shrimps in, uh, in Australia on a barbecue. Have I got that He's right? He's cooking something. Okay, let's hear this. Looking forward to this. A worker in Australia. Oh, can I just give the phone number out? Just in case anyone I wish you in. would. Just going to ask you not to look at me for a second while I do this. My pleasure. 0344 
499 what, what countries would you put in the top 15 of countries beginning with A? Above Australia. I mean, Argentina's got to be in there, right? No, it's not, actually. No, it's why? not. No. Um, I'll tell you why. Um, because of uh, Las Malvinas. It's very offensive to the Falkland Islanders, you call exactly. it that. Exactly. And Ozzy Ardiles. Oh. The football man, the football traitor. Not Maradona. Um, no, he was Portuguese. Let's hear the story. Let's hear the story about this, this um, the, gar- the, the barbecue man who, was, who uh, was, in, was in a bush in Australia. No. Let's hear that. That's Can't not I. it. A worker in Australia who claims his ex-supervisor repeatedly broke wind at him Ooh. has appealed against wow. a court ruling that found he was not bullied. Oi, oi, oi. David Hingst said his former did colleague, he? Greg David, Short... David Hingst, did he? Did he? Did he Hingst? So David Hingst. I've got, re- got a recording of that um, session. I don't need a recording. I'm getting it live. It's going to play. This is this has come from Sky News. It's Kay Burley. Amen. Matthew Wright. Now, so Catherine, let's have the rest of the story. Jesus, is this going out? Let's have the rest of the story with this with this um, recording from. Uh, from uh, our team, uh, our team at Sky News. Thank you, thank you so much uh, to Dermot Murnahan for record. We couldn't get a recording of the actual incident in Australia, so Dermot and Kay got together, cooked it up. Cooked. I knew they had a little something brewing between them. I didn't know it was this. Thank you, guys. Great audio. Love it. Away you go. That was me. That one was me. Forty-eight minutes ago to this very day. Catherine, this story, please, about a man in the bush with his shrimp from a barbie. David Hinks said his former colleague, Greg Short, would lift his bum and fat on him up to six times a day. Wow. Six times a day. He sued his former company for 1.8 million Australian dollars last year, but the Supreme Court of Victoria found there was no bullying. Mr Hinks, 56. Oh. That one, the, the last two were actually Catherine. That's why she had to pause there. Here's the thing. You can't fart and speak at the same time. That's a fact. You can. No, you can't have air coming out of both orify at the same time. That's actually a fact. Try it. Try it at home. It's a fun game. Catherine. Uh, he said the yeah, she tried it. She tried it. She couldn't. Did you hear that? She made the noise for trying. She went... And she couldn't, she couldn't speak and fart at the same time. It's, it's one, as one opens, the other, the other clenches. It's, it's a medical fact. Catherine. Mr Hinks said the flatulence had caused him severe stress. Yeah, it would do. Mr Hinks. Is he the farter or the farty? The farty. OK. Mr Hinks, who was a contract administrator based in Melbourne, sued, sued construction engineer in 2017. But the case was thrown out in April 2018. Or did they open the window? <laughs> He appealed that decision and was heard by the Court of Appeal on Monday. I bet he was. I'd be sitting with my face to the wall and he'd come into the room, which was small and had no windows. This is sounding very familiar, Mr Hinks, who told the Australian Associated Press. He would fart behind me and walk away. He would do this five or six times a day. Just five or six. I mean... Well, that's outrageous behaviour. It's disgusting. At the original hearing oh. last year, Mr Short said he didn't particularly recall breaking wind in Mr Hinks, but he mm. may have done it once or twice, maybe. However, he denied he was doing it with the intention of distressing mm. or harassing mm. Mr Hinks. 
According to news outlet news.com.au, Mr Hinks claimed Mr Short had behaved that way as part of a conspiracy to get rid of him and said his time at construction engineering caused him psychiatric injuries. That's, we don't, we don't, we certainly, um, we certainly don't mock uh, mental health on this show. No. But you have burnt my nasal hair off. Okay, yeah, well, that's that's different. At his earlier court appearance, he said Mr. Short had verbally abused him about his work performance and made bullying phone calls where he branded Mr. Hinks an idiot. Did he fart down the phone? Mr. Hinks said he'd not received a fair trial and felt the judge in charge of his previous case was biased against him. I think he did, and we've actually um, we've actually got a recording of that. If I'm just going to, can we just play the audio that we we got sent from AP? Yeah, okay, here we go. Hello, who's there? Hello, who is this? Ah, oh, jeez, not you again. Right, that's it. No, stop that. Stop that, that's disgusting. No, oh, right, that's it. I'm taking you to court. Jesus Christ, man. But Justice Philip Priest on Monday said the trial judge seemed to have shown remarkable latitude. The very distinct impression I get is you were given every opportunity to put your case, he said. The Court of Appeal will deliver its ruling on Friday. Well, I've actually gone to a website, health24.com. This is a genuine website, not making this up. How to deal with farting in the office. Health24 writer Eugene Lotter, I bet, she get, uh, bet he gets... Um, uh, bet he gets a lot of... Uh, a lot of something, you, you know. Uh, comments on the dilemma faced by workers when they feel the need to pass gas during uh, just office Just go to the toilet. Hours. It's not a dilemma. Just go to the toilet. Whether you call it farting... Flatulence, passing wind, or passing air through poo. I call it antisocial. Expelling gas is a normal physical function and everyone does it up yours. Yeah, but you'll never catch me doing it. Why would I want why would I want to catch you? Do you think I set I set cath fart traps? Where I, I put like little bowls of chili beans so and, and then like there's a, a, a cage above you. So as soon as you eat the, the, the chili beans, the cage comes down and I catch you farting? No, the thing is, because when I go, it's like glitter and rainbows. It c- creates a terrible mess. So I would never do that in front yeah, of anyone Yeah, Gary else. Glitter and George Rainbows. Oh, dear. We know that it's unhealthy. Here's, and here we go. We know that it is unhealthy to hold back farts. And we're familiar with sayings like... Wherever you be, let your wind go free. Yeah, in church or chapel, let it rattle. However true this may be, oh, it carried a, it is still not socially acceptable to drop your guts. <laughs> it actually does. The passing air through poo I added, the drop your guts, it's here, in public places. Why wouldn't they use cut the cheese? So they may elegant. do later, especially if it is a confined space where other people can hear and stroke or... Smell your farts and, stro- and, and stroke or stroke your farts. None of, I feel like I'm, I'm eating, chewing on them. These windows do not open. It is generally not considered so bad to fart in the presence of the people you feel comfortable with, like close friends and family. Well, yes, it is. At work, most employees spend about eight hours a day at work. Do they? No. Really? <laughs> eight hours. Wow. Oh those, poor, oh, those poor people, man. That's awful. Wow. What? Why would you... Okay. Um, And while many people are employed on building sites or other open-air locations, most of us work indoors at relatively close quarters with colleagues and co-workers. A fart usually announces itself by its sound and smell. Both characteristics are not essential, however, as farts can be silent and violent. They doesn't say that, but they should! However, as farts can be silent and don't always smell bad, 
They do. It is generally accepted that the silent ones are the really smelly ones. Silent but violent, it does say that. And that the loud ones don't smell as bad. Well, I can actually prove that latter is incorrect. The average person farts anywhere between 14 and 24 times a day. Is that all? Well done, you're above average. Adding... mm, Something to be proud of. Adding up to about 1.5 litres of gas a day, which means that sooner or later during the course of the day you're going to feel the need to let one fly. Litres, mind you. I mean, liquid. How to avoid farting in the office. Despite the fact that farting is a normal function and everyone does it, there are ways to keep gas production to a minimum. Don't swallow too much air. This this usually happens if you're nervous. You do gulp a lot. You eat or drink too fast. Mm -hmm. Stay away from gassy foods. Common foods that cause gas are legumes, cruciferous vegetables... And anything Ian eats. Okay. Try digestive enzymes. Oh, we'll get stuffed. Try herbs. Drinking peppermint tea or chewing fennel seeds can decrease bloating after large meals. What they don't say here is find out what sets you off. We're all different, so identifying your triggers and finding your own solutions can be helpful. What they don't say is actually, it's quite nice. It's quite a nice thing to do. What? It's a nice thing to do. It's fun. For whom? Stifling your farts can be uncomfortable. This is an actual medical website, right? We've lost all of our listeners who's apart it, from five. Who's it written by? Eugene um, Lotter. Told you. All right. Stifling your farts can be uncomfortable if, um, or even dangerous, and refusing to let it out can cause pouch- pouches in the wall of the colon, which can become infected. Um, okay. Ooh. What to do if you let one slip out? If you lose control of your sphincter, you have a number of options. Ignore it and hope no one around you noticed. Pull up your nose and give your neighbour a dirty look. Ooh, Kath. Man up and apologise for your indiscretion. Or, in Ian's case, go, ha, that was a good one. If you feel one coming on but still have some control, you can take a quick trip to the bathroom to blow off steam. (laughs) Blow off steam. If, however, it is really a flatulent day and you know you're going to embarrass yourself, you can organise that you work from home. (laughs) I'm having a fart day. And if you're really brave, you can explain the situation to your colleagues and ask them to bear with you. (laughs) Um, Right, here we go. How to react if someone else does it. Ignore it if it's not too obvious. Make a scene to discourage the culprit from ever doing it again. Don't fart shame somebody. No, 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 no. Um... If if it's an ongoing problem because the farter is a real pig or has a medical problem, uh, speak to your human resources department. OK, well, I think that's enough of that, Catherine. You, you've really lowered the tone this evening. I was talking about World War II, uh, where they didn't fart. 0344 499 God, it's only an hour. I thought we were finishing then. Shit. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
remember the guy's name, but we had the guy in that wrote the two-volume set about George Martin, um, the producer, Beatles producer, record producer, producer of the Goons and Cilla Black and Jimmy Webb and all these people. Um, and uh, I've just started listening to the audio book. Oh, I said just about a week ago. It goes on and on. The audio book of the second book that I think starts in around about 1965. Man alive, it's some listen. It is some listen. I'm, f- I'm learning a lot about the Beatles. I'm learning a lot about Sir George Martin. I'm learning a lot about C'est le Blanc, C'est le Blanc, C'est le Noir, C'est le Noir, C'est fan- uh, fantastic, uh, uh, how you say, uh, vocaliste uh, pour la femme. Uh, I'm learning a lot about stuff that I thought I knew about. And um, it's, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time hanging out, listening to an audiobook. So what? What's your problem with that? I'm a geek. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, guys. Nothing geeky about listening to audiobooks. No, 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 no. Nothing geeky about it at all. So before you start judging me, I'm judging you first, and I'm judging you worse. So you judge me. Yeah, fine. You point one finger at me. There's three three fingers pointing back at me. And while that finger is pointing at me, I'm going to grab it and snap it off. Oh. And shove it up your a-hole. So don't judge me. Don't come over here judging me for listening to audiobooks. All right, screw you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to read books while I'm driving? Well, that would be safe, wouldn't it? I'm not an idiot. So, no, up yours. I'll listen to audiobooks if and when and whom with whom I choose. I choose to do it as a private event. So what? I could invite people around, but why should I? So don't give me that utter bollocks. I'm listening to audiobook. But get stuff, you. Get get off my lawn. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you'd like to give us a call. But quite on the phone tonight, and that's disappointing. Very disappointed in all of you, Catherine. So we had a call. When did we get a call from Navid? Was it Thursday? Friday? Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. Where we were we now? Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Navid was uh, is a blind guy, mid thirties, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, he's called us a few times, and he tried to kill himself. He tried to hang himself. I dumped that when we when we uh, he said it. I don't know why I dumped it. It was just a nervous reaction. But he had tried to kill himself, um, because he was struggling um, living with being blind and didn't see any purpose in life and didn't you know and and uh, we we hopefully we kind of talked him off the ledge and we did say look. I don't care what you do next week, but the, what you make a promise. The promise is don't kill yourself this weekend. Give us a call on Monday. He didn't, didn't give us a call on Monday. No. Have you spoken to him? I, I spoke to him tonight before okay. the show. So he's alive. Um, and you, here's the thing, right? I get all the glory for talking to people and kind of talking them off the ledge. That's kind of the thing that I think I can do quite well. But Catherine does all of the legwork. You do all of the legwork in that you, you having done this stuff for years... You know the people to contact who can help or who can point you in the direction of who to help. And you're good at when people suggest stuff on Twitter, getting the ones that are actually useful and ignoring the ones that are well-intentioned but actually not particularly useful. And you're good at making stuff happen. And I know that that night and over the weekend, you had a busy weekend. Could you tell us what you did, please? I got back. Uh, on Friday night, and I made sure that the podcast. I made a podcast of of Navid's call. They're always really helpful because then yeah, it just makes it a nice little easy package. You put them on Twitter, having already emailed them to the relevant bodies. Yep. But you can also say on Twitter that you, that you want these bodies to listen to, you know, the uh, this audio clip because. Yep. Sometimes you will get someone who's manning Twitter, you know, for the social media team rather than the press team who aren't there over weekend or whatever. So anyway, that happened. And then all, obviously as well, all the people start to listen to it. They start to share it. It gives it a bit more power. Yeah. 
So we started doing that and I sent various emails to um, quite a lot of kind of both local and uh Some of the bigger ones and some of the smaller ones, yeah. Yeah, because in the first instance, what you want is for... What I wanted was for Naveed to realise he wasn't on his own and that his situation, although terrible for him is something that other people have come through and that there are options, he has options and his life can be opened up again because what he was explaining to us was that his mobility has been completely wiped out by this. He lost his sight three years ago and he feels like the walls are coming in and his mum is kind of... uh, He lives with his mum and his sister and his mum has arthritis and so she doesn't get out so much and he can't really go out without having someone's elbow to lean on. Uh, Muslim family, and I say that that I wouldn't only mention that, but it is relevant because we kind of mentioned a guide dog, and he said, well, actually, you can't have a guide dog if you're Muslim because you can't bring them into where you pray, and I pray in my house, and we kind of we kind of managed to poo-poo that quite quickly. But it, but it is important saying he's a Muslim, and also because of who we're going to speak to in a second. Yeah, because over the weekend uh, I saw a tweet, it was to you, actually, from Hassan, who's spoken to us in the past, yes. and I know Hassan had been in a very, very similar situation, both in terms of his vision and also in terms of how he was feeling a few years well, ago and he's on the phone well, now. Let's speak to now Hassan your story is slightly different in as much as wasn't your blindness due to a curse that had been put on you well hi and hi Kat. well I'm, te- I'm teasing I slightly I know that that was was one I of the things I that you No, that was one of the things that you were told by your family I'm, I'm, mock, I'm, I'm mocking no, your horrendous situation um, but you are a uh, young um, uh, blind Muslim yeah yeah absolutely um I actually, do you want me to tell you how I lost my sight? Yeah, go on. Yeah, right yeah, go, yeah, go on. Let's have okay. it. Okay. Yeah, so I was born uh, born and bred in a village of 600 people, two to 600 people in Pakistan, just outside Multan. And um, one morning I woke up at the age of three in Ramadan. Uh, my parents, who were teenagers, uh, both 18 years old, had discovered that I couldn't see out of one eye. They set the panic stations. Uh, I was rushed into hospital. Within 12 hours, I'd lost sight in both eyes. So my teenage uh, parents had ended up with a son who was blind. Uh, and then quickly I was handed over to my grandparents to be look, looked after. Wow. But shortly after I realised that, or, or my parents realised and everyone else around me realised that there was no future for me. Uh, there was definitely no school for the blind anywhere near me. In fact, it would be probably an eight, eight hours drive. Um, and so schooling would never be an option for me for the rest of my life. Um, when I would sit and listen to adults talking about me, I was discussed openly, and I was explicitly told that I'd be uh, an in a mosque if I got lucky. Worst case scenario, a beggar on the street. And that's reality because I've seen it since. Uh, six years later, my sister had a similar uh, a, a case, uh, an attack. She had a migraine. She lost half of her sight. And that is when I found myself in England. So my first day at school, my first words of English was at the age of 10. And that is how I started my journey. Hassan, can I, can I ask you can I ask you just a slight can, can you turn your bloody fan off please? Oh, the fan's not on. I think it's my dodgy headphones. <laughs> I can hear a... No. Yeah, Sounds like you're in a helicopter. Doesn't matter, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Is that okay now? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Perfect. There we go, perfect. We fixed it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so so your life was written off as a kid, um, but you yeah. have obviously turned it around. You are a, 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 a very well-spoken, well-educated, bright intelligent person who who lives uh, a full life would you would, would you agree with that yeah absolutely i've had my challenges as you know i've been on air and i've spoken about them openly i you know it, just thanks to the schooling and the education in this country 
uh, I, I quickly realised once I'd learned how to speak English, I realised the power of the language. I quickly fought with a council and said, look, I need to be in a boarding school. Even if I live 15 minutes away from the school, I need to be in a boarding school because I need to learn English. I need to catch up. I need to do GCSEs. It was all about me. I suddenly turned into this selfish person who wanted to make something of myself. I wanted to be other than a beggar. Yeah. And, uh, and, and quickly, at, then at the age of 17, I discovered cricket and I went on to play for the England blind cricket team. But, you know, Ian, I could sit here and tell you all these things about me. It doesn't make me special. No. There are other people out there, and it do- not well, an iota, honestly. And here's the thing, right? Please set this the right way. You're not yeah. special in as much as the point we really want to get across to Naveed and anyone else who's listening yeah. is that blind people can lead... Um, a full life it doesn't have to be a you know a, a miserable existence confined to one room totally dependent on your mom or your brother or something yeah. you can lead and this is why i say you're not special because um you know in many ways you are but you're not because blind you are living proof that blind people who have been written off can actually lead a, a an enriched and fulfilling life absolutely and i'll tell you where it started and it started with cricket but it also started with me picking up a white stick yeah. and saying I am going to go out no. on the northern line to no. Highgate and meet with other people and play cricket but it started with that inhibition it was that I can't hold a cane because a girl won't talk to me then I suddenly realised actually it was more about my security it was about my independence and I then had someone come out to me to my home come and teach me mobility and Catherine touched on that earlier and that's basically someone teaching you a route from my home to the station. Doing that on my own was the best thing I'd ever done because that's when I discovered independence. Of course, my parents weren't happy. Yeah. They, they wanted me to stay home because they thought that they would lose their their seventeen year old son onto the train tracks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to protect. It, want to protect it, it. Can I ask sorry, you? The the, the the the. I don't know if you have. I don't think you have a guide dog. But the the Muslim guide dog thing. What's that all about? Is that a thing? Yeah. So. N- n- no. So Mohammed Katri, you spoke about him. He plays on the same team as I, England. Uh, he plays for the England blind cricket team. So I know Mohammed. Um, he, he did well to uh, to be able to fight uh, and to speak to the Islamic Council to be able to take a guide dog into the mosque. Yes, there, there are views that you can't take it into a place where there are actual prayers. But as Catherine alluded to, you don't take it into the place of uh, worship. You take it outside where you take your shoes off. And similarly, in, in, in your home, in your home, there will be rooms where you don't pray. There are... <laughs> You can get a guide dog into the home. Obviously, it comes down to prefer- personal preferences. Yeah. I, I, Mo's, Mo, Mo's not here to speak for himself, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying there are people who who don't talk to him and his family still because of it. Yeah. Oh, God. And also, the, here's the thing about guide dogs. They're not easy to get. They're exp- they, they can be tricky to get. There's a shortage of yeah. them. And then they don't work for everyone. I spoke, I spoke to guide dogs for the blind over the weekend, yeah. and they don't just work with guide dogs. Yeah. And they're aware oh. of this problem. They're aware that, you know, yeah. it can be a cultural barrier as much as an mm-hmm. actual, you know, because there are ways around it, but for some people, they just won't even countenance it. He talked to me about something called My Guide. Can you yes, my guide. T- tell us more about that? So my guide, again, I'm not talking for gu- gu- guide dogs, but I think as far as I understand it, my guide is where they will set up, set you up with a volunteer. I think it's once a week. They will come and see you, and they will take you to, say, if you say you wanted to go to the gym. Yeah. So every week, once a week, they'll come out, and they'll take you to the gym, and then take you back home. That is uh, showing you how to get to the gym, how to wow. get your exercise in, and just be independent, away from your home, away from isolation. 
And, and I should add here, I, I work for London Vision, uh, Pocklington Trust. You've had our partners, Birmingham Vision, in the past. Yeah, yeah, they've been great. We, 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 we work with people like Naveed because we are living that journey. We've been through that journey. And I have to add, I've spoken to a lot of people who have lived through what Naveed's been through. And I can never, ever say that I am in... I, I'm in Naveed's shoes because we can't ever be in Naveed's shoes. What he's feeling is rubbish. It's shitty. Sorry, it's rubbish, and it, it's it's. Please, no, Hassan, please don't sh- say shitty on my radio show. We will not Sorry. allow. We don't allow language like shitty on this show. All right. No, of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the important thing is, it's life is a battlefield, and uh, we we've got to survive. And, and 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 the reason I reached out to Catherine is because. Uh, there are opportunities out there. This is why we love this country. There are opportunities, but but also, I, I don't know. It, we've got to live. I know that's. We've got to live. We've got to survive. Slightly frustrating thing is that I spoke to Naveed and we'd arranged that, that we were going to give him a call at eleven o'clock because I wanted you to talk to each other. And, yeah, I'd uh, love to. And I'm finding that, and I'm hoping you're listening, Naveed. Um, I'm finding that. I'm not sure Naveed is in the space at the moment where he wants to take up opportunities. I think there are other things at, at, at work. You know, his low mood, he was talking about feeling terribly depressed and stuff. And, he, yeah. and so, yeah. uh, I'll be honest, every suggestion I've given him so far has been met with, oh, I've tried yeah, that, it doesn't I work. Know. But I'm hoping that he will see that, that maybe it didn't work out in the past, but we can make it work this time. Also, I get that. I get that. I get As someone too. who suffers with depression, when someone I, I else do. gives you gives you um, op- opportunities and options and solutions, your mm-hmm. your mind goes, "That ain't gonna work. Ah, that ain't gonna work." It's not. It's not ungrateful of Naveed. It's I don't like, think so. It's just where his no. his head is at at the moment. But what I was saying to Catherine Hassan, I'm sure you agree, is. We can't force him to do anything. We can present him with these opportunities. No. We can present him with these contacts, and we can present him with the opportunity to talk to you. But if he's not ready to engage with you, and if he's not ready to engage with the people, there's nothing we can't no. do. There's nothing we can do, and that's no. okay. It's not great, but it's okay. That's his choice for the moment. Absolutely, and I, that's why I was really so you know fearful of coming on and just. Uh, saying what I had to, but I thought I, I should because there will be people who it helps. I, I went to visit a 15-year-old who just lost his sight, and initially he just said, I don't want to see you. I don't b- believe blind people can do anything, yeah. and I don't believe that you, c- you you're, you're pretending to be blind. But by the end of three hours with him and his family, he'd changed his views. He was using his iPhone with, with the voice and, and wanted to use his white stick. But you've got to want to do it, and yeah. it's it will come eventually. I just hope, uh, but I just want to let him know that I'm. I personally am here. I'd love to talk to him. There are cricket teams out in the country that would love to take him on. There are opportunities out there, but it's when he wants. Yeah. But please, yeah. please, please don't do anything because um, we're meant to survive and we will survive. And that's the thing, man. Naveed, you, you know, he, he did come very close to killing himself last week. I don't want yeah. us to lose another, you know, brother or sister. I don't want us to lose anybody through, through that. When there are options, so Naveed, I'm kind of guessing you're listening, Naveed. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't got callers tonight. You haven't got callers this week. You, you call us whenever yeah. you're ready. But we have Catherine has a list of names and numbers of people who want yeah. to help you. And, and if you want to talk to Hassan, you can. And if you don't want yeah. to, if you find that, you know, us, do, us getting I in touch, blame with you. well, no, <laughs> no, it, it, he might find that a bit intimidating and a bit too forthright. That's fine as yeah. well, man. Hassan's a cool guy, and if he, he won't be yeah. offended. Also, I get that. You know, you know yeah. if you're in a certain headspace. Hope can be frightening because you don't want to put yourself out yeah. there again because you feel like you've been knocked back so many times. It's almost safer to not not go for it, you know. 
I, I've been there. I, I, I sometimes wake up in the morning. It's like treading on glass, having to get out of your home and get on the tube. It's the most frightening thing. And, and I sit there when people talk about me and say that I was rejected by a family of girls in love with in Psalm 13 because of my blindness. Um, yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had it all. But, you know, I, I just got to go back. I remember Naveed from a call he made in January to you guys. And I hope I hope I can allude to it. He, he'd mentioned about getting married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about that too. Yeah. You, you guys finding him a partner. That's a pressure that's built uh, on our shoulders from the age of 15, 16. As an, well, Asian, as, as, an, a, as, as an Asian, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, as an, I can say that as a Pakistani Muslim. Yeah, yeah. I've had that thrown at me from the age of 15. I'm now 32, still not married. It has it, left me depressed to a point where I... I've 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 tried to end my life in the past. It, it's a pressure, but it will happen when it happens, and if it doesn't, just it's fine. It's okay. Um, Hassan, you're a good man. I'm glad everything's going all right. I don't get your obsession with cricket. I've got no idea what that's about. That just seems nuts <laughs> to me. Um, but listen, we I really appreciate your time and appreciate you sharing your story. And who who, who knows? Maybe you will end up talking to Naveed. Maybe you won't. Um, but I'm sure what you said tonight is is is, is helped someone. So thanks a lot for your it, time, man. Thank you. And yeah, listen, can I just say something? Yeah, of course you can. Just one more thing. I, I know you're not both of you are not here to. Uh, you don't like compliments, but again, the way you deal with people, especially we and me in the past as well, especially January. Uh, but the way you've dealt with Naveed and uh, Nigel and Chris in the past is just phenomenal. I, uh, every night at nine a. nine p.m. when I feel low, I listen to the podcast. So thank you, guys. Hassan, can I? Can I listen? You're right. We don't take compliments well. So can I be mean and can I just cut you off? Would that be? Would that be cool? You go. There we go. Okay, fine. Thanks very much indeed. He's a nice guy. Well done for um, getting. He reached out to us, didn't he? Yeah. Well done for getting back in touch with him. That was. Um, he's a cool guy. Naveed, if you're listening, it's fine. Take it. You know, take it. We're, we're fine. We're gonna. We 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 don't mind putting in a little bit of effort. Catherine doesn't mind putting. It's, it's no. all cool. You take it. That's cool. You don't take it. That's fine, man. It's your it's your choice. Totally. We're in your corner whenever yeah. you're ready. We're not gonna throw. You know, get send people around your house. It, whatever you want to do, you want to do. Right. Just as long as you, it's not killing yourself. That's that's the thing I'm particularly concerned about. There is there is an option other than that. Right. Onwards and upwards, dear listener. Oh, the switchboard is empty. So why don't you give us a call? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, right? The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We go, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I have to say thank you, Catherine, for um, putting together that Frank Sidebottom thing. I did. I did. I can't listen to myself. I had a bit of it in the car last night. We we, we finished the show with me, the the audio of me going to the Frank Sidebottom exhibition at the Manchester Central Library, which is free and is on. I think until uh, end of April, maybe even May. I think it's beginning of May. Uh, and, and 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 so we put it on and we 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 left. We went home and I listened to a little bit of it in the car and then I went to the audio book. Right? Don't. Please don't mock me for listening to an audio. I can't read and drive. But I don't like listening to me. But the bits I heard sounded great. And that, again, I did the easy thing. I just go and talk to people with a tape recorder. I give Kath the tapes. The tapes? Jeez. Uh, she has to convert that to a digital file and then edit them and put them together and, and make, you know, polish them. So thank you. Apparently it sounded really good. A lot of nice comments. I'm just glad it wasn't Bobbins. A lot of nice comments. Um, if you enjoyed that, we put out earlier this evening, again, Catherine put out earlier this evening, uh, a version of, of that that's 20 minutes longer. So if you're a big fan of Frank, 
If you're excited about the Being Frank, the Chris CV um, documentary that's coming out this uh, Friday, um, there's a 20-minute longer version of me going around the exhibition and talking to director Steve Sullivan and uh, Frank's friend and roadie Dave Arnold and the young woman who worked in the library whose name... Letitia? No, it was like Lani or something. Um, I'm so sorry. She was such a nice woman. And I'm really, really sorry. And I kept forgetting her name on the day because I'm terrible, terrible names. Anyway, she is responsible for the exhibition. And she's she's really funny and very clever. And um, she opened up... opened up Manchester Central Library for me on a Sunday. It was closed. We had the run of it to ourselves. It was incredible. Um, and anyway, it's, it's up on Acast. It's up on iTunes, your usual podcast providers. We've had two really, really strong podcasts this week. Uh, the Frank Sidebottom exhibition in Manchester Central Library, which now runs at about 50 minutes long, and the interview with CJ from Eggheads. The last two um, sort of special guest podcasts probably two of the best podcasts we've ever done for completely different reasons completely different and i think this is what here's the thing right screw screw that i'm so proud of this show when it when it works this show is unlike any other show when it doesn't work it's a turkey that's fine but when it works it's unlike any other show which is why i'm so glad that talk radio lets us do this nonsense my job is to make my best mate laugh for three hours a night that's my job if i can get a laugh out of her an hour i'm winning and i'm earning my money if I can make her fall off her chair, which happens maybe about once a week, then I deserve a little bonus. Um, and we do this nonsense and surreal stuff and, and heavy stuff. And, you know, we can help people like Naveed and Chris before Christmas and we can do 20 minutes on farting. Um, and I'm so proud of this show. And, and it is really exemplified the different, how far this show can go in those two podcasts. The Frank Sidebottom, which is just, you know, kind of a thing that I wasn't sure anyone would be interested in me going off to kind of raise an invisible imaginary glass to a friend of mine who passed and someone who kept me entertained when I was 15 years old and first concert and all of that. Uh, and 24 hours before that, you're getting uh, an interview with a guy you, you thought was a bit weird on TV and you thought he'd murdered someone and we got the truth. So that that's that's the first two podcasts of this week, Boyley. Yeah. We should be proud that? of ourselves. We <laughs> should be proud of ourselves. Well, then the third one's me talking about my mum going missing. Yeah. You know, and as well as those, as well as those, the, 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 there's the best of, you know, it's the dumb stuff as well. So as well as me going to see Frank uh, at the exhibition, there's a 30-minute best of the dumb stuff from that show as well as cj there's 30 minutes best of the silly stuff so if you don't like the guests you can go you don't like the special features you can go and listen to us arguing with alan caddick and all of that it's all out there i'm proud of this show man god damn it and i will fight anyone to the death who you you have to take this microphone out of my cold dead hand oh so i've got a thing so here's what I want to do. I'm going to bring it in tomorrow. So I've got this, this mi- I bought a mixing desk, right? I bought a mixing desk. Don't ask. But here's the thing. It's, here's the thing. I reckon if I bring it in, set it up here, unplug this microphone, plug it into the mixing desk, plug the mixing desk out back into here, right? I've got control of the microphone, yeah? Yes, mate. Reverb. Oh. Reverb. Up to, to tomorrow's show could be coming from a cave. Reverb. That would work, wouldn't it? Microphone into the thing, out and there. Microphone into the thing, out and there. That'll work. Microphone, cable out of the microphone, into my mixing desk. So it's passing through my mixing desk. Reverb on, 
out through the mixing desk into that cable to through your thing that would work would you know what we're going to try it and we're going to find out tomorrow let's go to paul good evening paul Ian, how's it going? I'm going to have reverb on the show tomorrow. I'm going to use it until it gets on everybody's nerves. You need to. You need to. I need to. I thought I'd call you because uh, I'm actually in Stratford. Prove it. Okay. (laughs) I can't. So so basically, I'm away on business. I'm I'm staying in a little hotel on my own. Yeah. And uh, I listen to your show all the time. And I can never call you. When I'm at home. Because your wife doesn't know you're seeing another radio show. Well, she, she just thinks... Your wife, your, thinks. Your, your, your wife is... Um, uh, She's actually come to see you and Kath when we went to the uh, oh. fight night, so don't be rude. No, I was going to say, you're, I'm not being rude. Your wife is An Lauren Laverne. Woman. Your wife is Lauren Laverne, and she doesn't want... She would hate it if to know that you were listening to another radio show behind her back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I just, you know, I'm sitting in my hotel room uh, and uh, I've been listening to the show. Now, let's, 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 let's judge, because I've stayed in hotel rooms up and down the country, cheap ones, posh yeah. ones, middle yeah. of a, Now, let's judge the quality. No comment. Yeah. It's no judge, judgment on you, Paul, but the Thank quality you. of your hotel room, OK? Thank I'm going to ask you a yeah. question. Right. If you wanted chocolate right now... Yeah. Yes. Would you open a tiny fridge in your room or would you go no. down two no. floors to the vending machine? No. No, I have an upgrade. I have chocolate in the room. Yes, man! This guy's living the dream! Yeah. The, the, the worst thing, the worst thing, Paul, is when you get into a hotel room about half 11 at night and you yeah. think, oh, I'm starving, but I don't want rooms. So I'll, I'll just, I mean, it's got to be a little, and there's no mini bar, and you realise there's a chocolate machine on the ground floor and you've got to go and do that. And you're just, you're just putting all your change in and getting two packets of Doritos, a packet of Rolos and a Mars bar, and that's your dinner. But you've got it all in the room. This is wonderful. Well, yeah, but the, the weird thing is, so my boss has clearly upgraded me and i've got <laughs> i won't say the name of the brand i'm not allowed to i guess well you can yeah sure why not uh, so uh i'm basically i've got a i think it, it's called a super duper warm a super hang on a minute hang on a minute hang on a minute it's no hotel brand no hotel brands their rumors a super duper room that's not well, a thing a, is it you know i got to my boss said i've given you a super duper upgrade <laughs> Uh, hang on, I've just I've got the email here. That can't be an official title. Oh, no, of super... It's called Super Room. It's called Super Room. Super Room's still pretty silly. So, so, so you, he, he doesn't like you enough to give you a Super Duper, but you have got a Super. Yeah, I've got a Super Room. But let me tell you what I've got in the Super Room. Yeah, so go I've on. got my two Kit Kats, which I've already had to both of them. I've got my little Galaxies. Now, are they yeah. free or are you paying for those? No, no, I, I went and checked because I wasn't, you know, I said, look, do I have to pay for that? She said, no, 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 it's all kind of also going to Before I start on these. <laughs> wow, this is luxury. You've not got a like, little tiny tub of Pringles for five quid, have you? There's no Pringles, no. But there is, right, they've got Levanta coffee, which mate, is mate, the best. Mate. But it's... it's <laughs> What the hell are you doing Deca- ringing us? You should be living the dream. <laughs> it's decaffeinated. <laughs> no! It's decaffeinated. All of them are decaffeinated. This is outrageous, Paul. You want to kick off. That's not a super room. That's a Hello, shitty room. We've got uh, Next Cafe. And then... Um, you're listening to Talk Radio, where a man is reading us the coffees he's got in his hotel room. But no, I just thought I'd ring you, because I listen to you all the time. I can never call Thank you at home. And, you don't know my home uh, number, that's why. No, 
No, and, That's quite funny. And I never got to meet you at the fight night thing. Oh! Did you did you shoot off early, or you just... You, you, you yeah, because we come from Guildford, so we did... You had to get uh, back. But it was, uh, I tell you what, that, that thing was a, a, a fantastic night, and as a result of that, I bought the DVD... They're doing their RoboCop documentary. Those guys, uh, uh, it was Gary, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Gary. Gary. Uh, those yeah. guys are great. And when I was struggling a little bit recently. Gary Smart. Gary Smart. And Gary sent me a little care package of, of DVD action figures and books. And I thought, yeah. and he said, I just heard you weren't feeling great. This will cheer you up. What a nice guy. Do you know what? Here's the thing as well, Paul. He didn't want any money for that. We yeah. offered him money. He came all the way from Birmingham. We offered yeah. him, we offered him, a couple of hundred quid. Yeah. He said, oh, no, 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 I'll just come down and do it. Wouldn't even let us pay for his taxi. Wouldn't let us pay for the taxi or the train or anything. Just wanted to come and, yeah. and do it for the sheer thrill of, of talking about one of his favourite movies, you know. So yeah. um, it was good that night. We're thinking uh, maybe the next film is going to be My Cousin Vinny. Oh. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. So we th- yeah. I need to... I need to look in some dates for that. Well, thank you for coming and supporting our, our um, silly little evenings, Paul, and thank you for listening and thank you for, for calling, and I hope you enjoy your chocolate in your super... Du- oh, sorry, it's just a super room. Super room, super room. Yeah, thanks to both of you. Thank you, Paul. Have a good night, mate. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's how bored one can be in a hotel room around the country. You think, oh, sorry, I'll phone those idiots. So boring. Um... Do you still get excited at the thought of... We'll come to you in a second, Nick. Do you still get excited at the thought of going to a hotel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's gone for me. I've stayed in some of the finest hotels in the world. and I remember, I remember the first hotel I stayed in for work was the 11 o'clock show. And they took me to Brussels to do some Vox Pops in Brussels. And I got really ill, right? got a migraine. And I'll tell you why I got a migraine. Two reasons. One, it was freezing cold. So I put those... You know those heated packs? I put mm-hmm. them in my shoes and they heated my body up. Two, um, I didn't realise at the time, but I was heavily addicted to weed. And I hadn't smoked weed for two days and I had a migraine. got rushed to hospital. They sent me home. So we went again a couple of weeks later, TV money. And they let me take Tessa, my girlfriend at the time. And they put, because they wanted me to, they were like really pamper me. So, so I wouldn't freak out. They'd pay for my girlfriend to go. And they put us in this hotel room, right? And it, we went in there, and we just burst out laughing. It was so big, we just ran around it. We ran around it because it was—we couldn't believe it. It was the biggest room I've ever seen in my life. Just running around it. And after that, and after staying in the poshest hotel in Israel, nothing. It means nothing. Hotels mean nothing to me now. I don't care what the hotel room looks like. I just like the fact that if I'm there on my own, I can sleep for as long as I want without anyone coming in and bouncing on my head at like six o'clock in the morning. Because <laughs> yeah. frankly, that's what happens at home. I've got to be honest, when I went to New York, and we, we, I toyed with the ideas of having the boys in an adjoining room. In the end, we, had, we ended up staying in the same room. We had three um, beds in the, in the same room. It was a laugh, man. It was a wicked laugh. A lot of farting. A lot of you them, astound me. Lot of, a lot of them trying to build bridges between the beds and walk across it and just falling and injured. It was funny. It was, like a, it was sort of like hanging out with the lads, which is something I haven't done for a while, but hanging out with the lads. But the lads also happen to be the two people I love the most in the world. And they never sobered up. No, they never sobered up. Relentless, relentless, <laughs> relentless, relentless. Ah, oh, I, I don't know where to... I'm, I'm going to a log cabin with them next week. I don't know where to take them for the summer holidays. I need to have a, I need to have a little thing. I'm, I'm, well, I said to them, I said to them, look, because we were talking about Japan, and Japan, it's like fifteen, sixteen hundred quid a seat on the flight, and you know, and that's before the hotel. It's just too much. Um, 
So I said, look, we can't go to Japan. Where do you want to go? They said Australia. I said, well, that's too far. That's a day to travel and it's too far. So then my youngest went, he sort of looked down, he thought, and then he looked up and went, Hollywood. So Hollywood is an option. Hollywood is an option. I don't really like LA and all of that, but Hollywood is kind... Is it a bit of a dump? We don't go to Hollywood. You go to like LA. You go. You you find somewhere around. You know, around there or California or something. California might be nice, but it's probably quite. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Listen to me, my privileged lifestyle. Nick, you'll be up next. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams on Talk Radio. Three, four, four. Sorry, you look surprised. Then, what's wrong with you tonight? No. Okay. Now. Okay. All right. She's speaking in a mother tongue. All right. There's something going on. Let's go to Nick. Good evening, Nick. Hello, Ian. Hello, Catherine. How are you? Very, very well, Nick. And slightly intrigued by what you might be bringing to the show this evening. Well, I'd like to give a bit of uh, advice to Navid, really. Okay. Away you go. Um, every council's a different. I'm not sure, but where I live, I live in. Uh, I come under the uh, Caffili Council. Yes. Well, it's just you, you have to so just say that again, but say it caref- carefully. Say it carefully. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, carefully. Caffili Council. Doing a joke? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And um, they got something called the Community Support Officer. Oh yeah. They come round and help you do do some cooking. Uh, help you with your mobility skills, take you out places if you need to. And, you know, because I've been blind for my entire life, really, so I wouldn't have been able to cope without them, really. I'm not sure if uh, Navid Council has anything like that. Well, I think he's in touch with... The, we, we, the, 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 Catherine has spoken to the council, haven't you, Catherine? Yeah, they're in touch with him. And also, he knows about... There's this thing tomorrow in Huddersfield, which is kind of um, uh, a whole... Uh, not What would you call it? Not a conference, but like a gathering of all these different organisations who are there to talk about ways to make you, you know, more engaged with, with you, with the surrounding world, you know, when you can't see so well. Um, and he knows about that. And um, I don't know, it just doesn't seem very keen to get out and do anything at the moment but that might change you know i'm just hoping nick that by saying that these people are interested and that we're interested and that we've got phone numbers and stuff and that that people are available and willing to help that maybe at some point he'll feel like he wants to engage but you know you can't force someone to yeah, to pick up the phone no nick you do you ever come close to chucking it all in ending it all oh a few times yeah i, I bet have, I where bet. i've been out in the street and People have, uh, because of my sight, people have made fun of me and oh. stuff. I have felt like, uh, you know, giving it all up. That what they made fun uh, of you for? What? Because you're out and about and you're blind. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They see me with a white stick and they make fun of it. And because oh. of my eyes, they go, oh, "You cockeyed and stuff like that." Really. Ah, uh, on, well, on behalf of humanity, Nick, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's lousy. That's lousy. Yeah. But you managed. You always managed to turn it around somehow, and 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 you're you're still here. You're you're still here. I am, yes. I am, yes. Wicked. All right. Well, listen, Nick. You're a good man. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us, and hopefully, Naveed is listening and might give him something to think about. Thanks a lot for your time, Nick. Hi. 
Thank you, you mate. Work, Cheers, yeah. fella. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We get the, we get the nicest callers. I, I, okay, okay. We also get the worst callers in some instances. You can't deny it. Can't deny it. It's a fact. We get, we, we get the, 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 the nicest and we get the worst. Yeah. We don't get average callers. No, we get... That's we one get, thing. We get either end of the spectrum. I think some people listen to this show and because we're not filled with hate, they think that we must be lacking of it and um, they, they decide to give us a good old run-up and a kick in the now. nuts now and again. But they don't realise that we're wearing cricket boxes. That's my excuse, anyway. What are you doing with your body there? I'm stretching, but then I realise that's quite a good dance. Well... It's a choice. Thank you. Here's the thing. So I, I got home. I, to, I stayed in, in uh, with my boy's house last night so I could take them to school and then I had to pick them up from school. But then I went home so I could feed the cats who had they fed themselves. They'd worked out how to get into the cat food cupboard and had eaten. So, you know, the big sacks of cat biscuits, they'd eaten just, they'd just eaten a load of plastic. So they're probably going to die. Clever. And then just eating their way through and just chomping biscuits through the bag. Are you sure they're cats and not pigs? They're, they're little shits. <laughs> but so, but then I, I but then it's about quarter to six. I thought, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go on, on PlayStation, stream to my Twitch fans, Twitch.tv/slash Ian Lee. I'm back. I'm back. If you want to subscribe, you've got Amazon Prime. It's free. Um, and then I noticed that your PlayStation, because we're PlayStation friends, your PlayStation was on. Yeah, because my daughter was downloading Fortnite. She was playing. She wasn't downloading it when I was on. She was playing, playing Fortnite. Um, I I should apologise now. I did send a vulgar message because I thought it was you. And um, did uh, you? Yeah, I did. I sent something <laughs> obscene. Actually, obscene. Uh, I mean, probably not for the ears of a 43-year-old woman like yourself. I'm not 43. Let alone a, a, a 10-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very sorry about that. Just tell her I got hacked. Just tell her I got hacked. Um, but she was playing Fortnite. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Did you hear what I said to her when I phoned? Because no. I phoned them up every Go night on. to say goodnight to them because I'm a terrible mother and I'm not there. So, um, yeah, I normally FaceTime them. And, uh, You're a great mother. You're showing them what strong, independent women can achieve in life. Yeah, not, not being in. Correct. So I, I rang her up to see how she got on with Fortnite, and she said she nearly got a win. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean by that? What you, you, what, you got a kill? She said, no. I hit so well that I was nearly the last one standing. That's what the, but then you sound surprised. That's one of the techniques in the game. Like Fortnite it. is not about how many kills you get. It's about surviving. It's a, it's a survival game. These battle royale games are survival. She said she got into someone else's base, and because they were a newbie, they couldn't work out how to kill her. So she managed to find a place within their base to hide. Wow. <laughs> she stayed there for the entire Perfect. game. She camped. In the old days, camping would be... Ten years ago, camping was uh, verboten. Um, but nowadays, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I well, thought she'd be bored by it. Uh, the kids love it. No, because it. It, uh, well, here's, here's, what I, here's my theory on why kids love it so much. Is it emits like a frequency that controls that uh, that controls kids' brains? Mm -hmm. um, so what? By tomorrow, she will not want to be leaving the house and she'll be pooing her pants playing. It. Is it. that right? Is that's that how it. it goes? I've read the mail. Uh, here we go. Um, gamers arrested after Indian state bans Momo and psychopath maker PUBG. So PUBG is what Fortnite was ripped off from. A moral panic has spread across the country, India, as an explosion in smartphones and internet access. Well, they Samsung Galaxies. Oh. Yeah? Oh. Explosion, because all of their Samsung's products explode. Well, no, I think there was one occasion and they've managed to iron that out now, haven't they? Um, okay, explosion. Well, this is a terrible... Listen to this line. A moral panic has spread across the country as an explosion in smartphones and internet access has caused the number of gamers to explode. 
That's bad writing. Indian cops have been rounding up students and arresting them for playing player unknowns battlegrounds. Because India hasn't got like proper crime going on. Um, excuse me, Mem Saab, could you not go over as the as the white saviour and tell the brown man and woman what to do? Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you know what? We screwed up their country first time. Let's let them sort this out themselves. Okay, bye, Sahab. Thank you. Indian cops have been rounding up students and arresting them. By Sahab, I think means like servants. So that's probably not appropriate. Uh, around, arresting them for playing player unknowns battlegrounds, a forerunner to Fortnite and a hugely successful battle royale game. Have you seen the Japanese film Battle Royale? No, but you've told me about it. Have you seen it, Sam? I, I think I don't know if I've still got it on DVD. It's it's a it's classic. It's uh, Takeshi Kitano. I don't know if he directed it. He's certainly in it. So it's set in the near future, right? And there are too many people, population explosion, and behaviour in kids is at an all-time low. So they have this, every year they have a battle royale. And what it means is, I think it's like the, the naughtiest class in Japan gets dropped on an island, right? Gets dropped on an island in different places. Um, and there are weapons hidden on the island, like the games. And it's last child standing survives. And they've got to go, and they get like, some of them get like machine guns. Some of them get bombs. One of them gets like a saucepan. Oh, it's it's such a good. It's grim. I'm having back way out this weekend. That Saturday remi- night. That reminds me. You know, my kids are into watching YouTubers who um, talk about playing video games. Oh, Dan DTM. We're all watching Dan DTM, and um, we're watching the pals. We, the uh, yes. No, my daughters have found like loads of female gamers. They tend to watch female gamers. Okay. Oh, is that good? Good. good. That's good. Um. So, but she was. My youngest was talking about one game she really wanted to play. And I went, that sounds awful. Yeah. Japanese schoolgirl. Yeah. It's a massacre, basically. It's a, it's a school massacre. Yeah. So the central character mm. doesn't like the fact that another girl is talking to her boyfriend. So she goes to the school and kills them all. And that's the game. Have you heard of this game? You know, Sam knows what that game is. It's a game that the kids want to play. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. It does sound awful, but part of me is thinking that sounds fun. I get it. I get it. It feels kind of quite tasteless. But then a lot of the best games are running around with machine guns, shooting no, people. No, it's more like the whole bro before host thing in reverse. You know, she got, shouldn't be I've, getting I've, angry with the woman. We found a great it. game. We found it. Me and, me and my youngest found a great game today, Crowd City. We played Crowd City. Download it on your phone, man. It's wicked. So you've got like 10 little men and they're running around a city and there are other people playing it. And if you've got more people in your team, more little men you're controlling, then you can take it. So if you've got 10 and there's a team that have got eight, you touch them and they become yours. So then you've got 18. And then there's a team that's got 12 and you've got 18. You touch them and you become 30. But then there's a team that's got 40. So you've got to run away. It's great, man. Dan DTM was playing it. And uh, then my, I was playing it. It was a great game. Anyway. News, the first hour was great, the second hour not so good, that's fine. Newspapers have decried the craze, calling the game an epidemic and accusing it of turning children into psychopaths. The game has been played... The game has been blamed for, among other things, nearly killing a student who drank acid after mistaking it for water while playing. So he was there playing it and he had two bottles next to him, I guess. I don't think that's the game's fault, is it? No. The deaths of two people struck by a high-speed train after allegedly playing it near railway lines. Serious nerve damage to a child who reportedly played the game for 45 days straight. I can understand that. A year later, I've still got nerve damage in my hand and my arm. Thank you. And seeing a fitness trainer admitted to hospital 
after self-harming caused by losing his mental balance as a result of playing the game. The Times of India reports that India's National Commission for Protection of Child Rights has have advised a nationwide ban on the game. Gaming in India is increasingly mass increasingly Jesus listen to this sentence. Gaming in India is increasingly massively Oh dear. Thanks to the explosion in smartphone ownership, they must all be Samsung Galaxies because all of their products blow up. No, they don't. I mean, God, do you want Samsung after us as well? With Well, if they give me a free one. They won't. They'll be giving you a free... I don't want one. It'll to... blow up. Oh. What, what for? Telling the truth? Oh, mainstream media. They can't you silence me. all their products blow up. They no. do not all blow up. Name one that hasn't. The ones that didn't. Okay, fair enough. In that case, I, I fully retract my... I partially retract my statement, Samsung. And if you'd like to send me free products... Um, and a, and a fire extinguisher. Uh, what? Come on. Come on. Be nice. My Huawei is um, actually, I, I, when I was on the phone the other day, I heard a Chinese voice. So I think I'm being inspired by uh, Mr. Huawei. Well, they Mr. deserve Huawei everything they witness, oh. frankly. They can spy on you. Online games have exploded this year. What were they being played on? That's the question you've got to ask. Hey. After a price war suddenly made smartphones and mobile data affordable to huge swathes of the population, this has caused a widespread moral panic with local police stepping in. Um, police, well, this is nuts. Police in Rajkot, Gujarat, were among the first to act, with cops in the city banning both PUBG and the fictional, fictional Momo Challenge. Well, that isn't even a thing. So the police in Gujarat have banned something that isn't even real. I was going to bang um, having sex with Casper the Friendly Ghost because you ain't gonna. He's too young. It's come to our notice from various media, media, you can't get any purchase, that PUBG game, Momo Challenge, it's come to our notice that from various media that PUBG game, Momo Challenge, is leading to a violent attitude among youth, police said. Can I do the accent for no. this? No. Just check in. The game is also having an impact on studies as well as no, behaviour. I was doing German. Conduct and language of children and youth. Keeping in mind public safety, security and to maintain law and order, I hereby impose a ban on playing PUBG Game Momo Challenge. Me thinks this guy don't understand what he talking He's about. He's not down with the kids, is he? Within days, students have been arrested and had their phones confiscated by authority. God. What a crock. Um, quiet on the phone tonight, but do you know what? Sometimes I quite like that. I'm enjoying the, the silence. Uh, but you're welcome to call in about anything you want. We'll have a little recap when we get back and we'll throw a few more new things into the mix. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number free for most of you uh, you'll speak to sam he'll take your name and number and give you a call straight back 0344 499 1000 the late night alternative weeknights from 10 with ian lee and Catherine boyle on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk Where I'll always be Every stop I make 
0344-499-1000, the late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. What's your name, lady? Catherine. That's uh, right, and I've seen the documents. It's true. Um, I don't, James, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. I'm very confused by the Jussie Smollett thing. First of all, I'm confused as to what kind of name is Jussie. I want to call him Jesse. But his name isn't Jesse, it's Jussie. I wonder if it's short for Justin. No, I think it's Jussie. Okay. Like, like remember, it was, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's like Jussie's Giants. No, that was Jossie. Yeah, Jesse Gi- Jesse's Giants. The football. I think he's the lad from the football show, Jesse's Giants. Um, I have. I can't work out what the hell is going on. So this is the guy that was racially. Uh, he was. He was attacked, and it was a racial. It was a, a, a racist, homophobic attack. He alleged. Said they lin- tried to lynch him. Tried to lynch him. I think they might have poured petrol on him. As, anyway. Um, this is Trump's America now is the kind of the vibe yeah MAGA country and then it came out that maybe it wasn't a genuine attack and the story that was going around was that he had staged it he'd paid two um, actors by cheque to do it and he was facing you were saying something like 40 odd years 48 years years in prison Um, and then today he's sort of they've dropped they've dropped the charges and the have I got this right it's funny if you read it on the mail website it's all very, oh, well, well, you still think he's guilty. It's all quite arch. If you read it on a different website, it's like, well, he's been, he's, he's, he's clear. Mm-hmm. And the judge has cleared his name. Sealed it, apparently. Sealed it. Sealed the case, right? What does that mean? Well, apparently the prosecution have dropped all charges because their office prioritises violent crime and Smollett's accused, uh, uh, Smollett's offences didn't, fall into that category. Jamie, get. So, Unless um, he's innocent. But they said, we did not exonerate him. He's going on as if, well, if he charges, never did it and it, this is him being proven Well, innocent. if charges are dropped, 
you're not you, you, you're innocent. It does, I mean, it doesn't mean you didn't do it, but it means in the eyes of the law, you're innocent. Charges are dropped. Hey, you're the guy that did that thing. Well, no, because first of all, um, it never went to court. I was never found guilty in court, and they actually dropped the charges, mm-hmm. so I'm innocent. That's what it means. So, Joe McGowan. In the eyes of the law, maybe not in the eyes of God. Joe McGatts, the assistant state attorney, told the New York Times, public safety is our number one priority. I don't see Justice Mullet as a threat to public safety. Um, and there's all kinds of weird stuff going on, including uh, Smollett's family's interactions with the state attorney, Kim Fox, who is Maggot's boss, who had to rec- recuse herself from the case. Don't know what recuse means. Take, Re- take step, herself step out. Step back, yeah, yeah, because it emerged she'd been exchanging text messages with a member of his family about it. There's something fishy about this. Or maybe there isn't. Maybe the guy is innocent. Maybe the guy is innocent. I just don't know. But it's certainly... It's a little bit... 16 felony counts of lying to the police dropped, right? And we were talking about it during the break. 48 years does sound like a lot for what appears to be just a really stupid thing to do. But in America, your your um, prison term would not run concurrently. So here you get a certain amount of time and it would have everything included. Yeah. I remember watching the film Stir Crazy. Gene... Wilder. Thank you. I want to say Vincent, but I knew it wasn't. <laughs> and Richard Pryor. And I remember as a kid laughing hysterically because they get sentenced to 120 years yeah. each. I remember thinking, that's funny! 120 years! And then when you get older and you realise that people actually are sentenced to 120 years mm-hmm. in America. That's, because, that wasn't one of the gags in the film. Because you'd serve the time for every single charge one at a time. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to see Stir Crazy again. I remember loving that. I remember it not being appropriate for kids. A lot of, oh, shit. I mean, the only scene I remember is the scene where they go into the prison, right, for the first day, and um, Richard Pryor, one of them says to the other one, here's what you got to do. The second you get in the prison, you got to assert yourself immediately. So I, I guess it's Gene Wilder is like one of them was then walking up to the toughest guys in the prison doing a swagger and doing, "I'm going to kick your ass." Is that's the only scene I can remember? They're probably a lot swearier than that, but it certainly wasn't appropriate for eight-year-old kids, which is how old I was when I watched it. Um, so you watched a lot of stuff like that, though. It wasn't particularly uh, age-sensitive. I'll tell you why. Because we had a stolen Betamax video recorder in our house, one of the first families to have stolen uh, property in our house, uh, to have a video recorder in our house. And there were only about eight... First of all, there were only about eight films on video. And to make it worse, we had Betamax. So there were only about four films on video. So the number of times I've watched Stir Crazy, Heaven Can Wait... Oh, yeah. ...and That Darn Cat... So many times. Oh, and the gods must be crazy. I've seen those films so many times because those were the only Betamax videos in Slough. The gods must be crazy is awful. That darn cat is a bloody crappy Disney film about a cat. And um, Heaven Can Wait is good. I enjoyed that. I watched Heaven Can Wait as a kid. I, we didn't have a nicked Betamax. We had a re- so hard. I'm bleeding. Oh, no. You have to have a tetanus against yourself, though, will you? Um, you might do because I know where this hand's been. Oh, yes. Go on. I was going to say, we we had... Video recorders were dead expensive, weren't they? But This one wasn't. Well, no, yours wasn't. As <laughs> evidence, but, but they were built to last, as evidenced by the fact I still had my dad's first ever video recorder, top loader yeah. video recorder, yeah. really chunky thing, that cost hundreds. I still had it when I was about in my first flat. So, yeah, I was like 25, 26. As we got probably about 1981, so very early, it was a portable 
And what that would it have a handle? Well, what that meant was it came in two massive sections, uh-huh. like two suitcases on top of each other, and the bottom suitcase was like the tuner to tune the channels in. Yes, tracking. And the top suitcase was the tape where the tape went in, but you could take the top suitcase off and wear it as a strap and connect a video camera. We never had a video camera, but you could connect it, but it weighed. You know, like half a ton. Yeah. Um, and we had to keep it behind the sofa in case anyone, only certain people could know about it because it was stolen. Those are the circles my dad moved in. And then when it, I remember it break, I remember the first one breaking down. And my mum was, he had paid money for it. I think he had paid a couple of hundred quid for it, but it was probably worth about a grand. Yeah. And I remember the first one breaking down. I remember us going to, driving to London and my dad <laughs> parking up in a street my eight nine years old and him getting it out the boot and saying right i'll be back in 20 minutes and he walked off around the corner and was gone and then he came back with another one and i don't know what happened i don't know what happened there but something happened there wow uh let's go to james good evening james hello how are you doing very well james lots of new callers tonight which is uh which is what we like what can we do for you yeah you're growing mate yeah that's growing, good um growing. i just wanted to talk about how the media is always bashing gamers all the time with negative press yet they never seem to report on all the positive go on do it let's do it now let's let's make a difference let's report on we talk about gaming a lot on here but go on yeah so if you you have you heard of um sort of summer games done quick they're sort of charity events they run on twitch no i haven't go on i'm I'm a twitch superstar but tell me about this i don't know about this yet (laughs) but it's one of the biggest one of the biggest streams i think they do it twice a year i think it's summer games done quick and some games done quick yeah sort of um basically just a bunch of people playing the older games, you know, your original Marios and that sort of stuff, and just destroying the games, doing them as fast as they can within, you know, beating these games that took me as a kid, you know, 30 hours. Yeah, 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 but they they do... I'm a big fan of the speedruns. You know what speedrun is, Kath? Yeah, it's where someone sits down with a game and does a speed run and just just goes to complete it without any stopping. Just goes fast. Not collecting points in that. No, well they just they collect points, but they just do it. They know the game inside out, so they can just do it straight away. Go on, James. Yeah, so like those those sort of streaming events that they do on Twitch, those things. I think the last one raised about five million dollars or something, and they just donate it all to charity, and yet. You don't hear that on the media at all. No, like, you, you don't. You never, you never hear all the good stuff that, well, you know... Well, yeah, yeah, listen, I think saying never is stretching it okay. perhaps a little bit. You hardly ever, you hardly ever. On niche... Rarely. Yeah, rarely. <laughs> on, on on niche programmes, you will. On specialist, like, gadgets and electronic, yeah. electronic programmes, you might. I'm thinking of Click, the BBC, um, like... True. The little thing. They, they do... Um, but you're right, because the Daily Mail wants to terrify everybody that Fortnite makes you crap your pants and make, yeah. turns you into a brainless zombie. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the Mirror wants you to think that, well, it, it's not even Grand Theft Auto anymore. It's all Fortnite. And here's the thing, right? The reason Fortnite is so addictive is because it's a really, really good game. That's it. It's a really, really good game. And my kids oh, play no, it. I'd call it a good game. Well, no, it, no, right. no, no, no. But it is a good game, though, because it's in, you can pick it up. You can instantly play it. It's that. It's got that whole. I'll just have one more go thing. <laughs> it's colourful. It looks stylish, and you might not like it, but it's a good game. I was going to say, my daughter started playing it this afternoon. She'd been dying to have a go on that, and uh, the second game, she was so excited, telling me that she nearly won it. That kid is in. It's like that's the second thing. She's and she's. 
you know, she's engaged with it already. She, it's got a buzz around it. It's what they're talking about in the playground. You know, for us, it was like flipping Pokemon cards and garbage pail stickers and stuff. It, things have moved on. But, it, but, but, but. For, but so they want you to make you think that Fortnite rots your brain and all of that, and that's not. It's down. It's down to parenting. It's down to attitudes. My my boys are ten and uh, my boys are nine and seven, and they play it. And when I think they've had enough, or when I want them to read a book, or when I want them to go in the garden, I say, right, guys, you got one more game each. Then we're switching that off. Bishy bashy boshy. It's off. It's done. I don't think games are particularly more violent than movies anyway, to be honest with you. Like, I've seen some pretty nasty movies Yeah, that have probably affected me more than computer games. I would, I would agree. They never blame the movie industry. Well, they don't, they don't so much now. They did back in the day. I would agree, except the point I would make is that in video games you are responsible for the violence. You're, you, are, you are passive when you're watching a movie and you are the opposite of passive active that's it thank you when you're playing a game so I, I do think there is a slight difference although i do not think video games make you violent in the yeah. same way i don't think movies make you violent i think if someone has a if someone has a little faulty wiring or has a tendency towards violence um then playing a game reading a book watching a film seeing a fight then that could that could spark something that is already there, but I don't think you know. Watch it, playing Call yeah. of Duty is going to cause you to run around with a gun shooting but people. So, so how do we change the perception? And do we just have to wait until all these old fogies in the newsrooms die out, and we just wait for the younger generation? Oh. To or we could we could get a machine gun and go and kill them. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. It'll pass. It'll be something. It'll be something else in ten years' time. Um, like when we were kids, it was video nasties, wasn't it? That's what they used to call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it will pass. Um, but also, it's, it's clickbait. It's easy. It's clickbait. Call yeah. it Fortnite kid on on rampage. You know, Grand, mm. Grand Theft Auto um, guy well, shits his pants. Be the thing, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's as soon as you know someone commit some sort of crime, the police raid their house, they find he, he once owned a PlayStation 20 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Automatically pointing fingers they, f- the, they forget to mention the, the, the stash of far-right magazine, Combat 18 magazines yeah. under his bed. Yeah. But also, video games is still in its infancy. Video games, home video games are, are, are what, 40 years old, right? Um, and cinema in, you know, when, when cinema, the first 40, 50, 60 years of cinema, even the black and white films, people thought that they were corrupting. 70 and... years ago, we we're talking about rock and roll music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So video games are still in its infancy. <laughs> James, I don't know how old you are, but if you can give it another 50 or 60 years, then geeks like you and me, brother, we will be hailed as pioneers and heroes. Yeah, I should still be around then, hopefully. All right. What are you playing at the moment, man? Uh, uh, well, I tried Apex Legends. I didn't really like it much. I'm not too big into the, you know, the battle royale games. I think yeah. I'm just slightly too old now, where my my reflexes can't keep up with all the, okay, I'll, you I'll know, want, fifteen, I'll, sixteen. Year I, won a, I won a game of Apex Legends yesterday, but that's by the by. Carry on, please. Oh, well done. Yeah. No, I mean, I've. <laughs> it's it's a bit sad. Like I've had to drop out of most of the games I love just because I'm well. I'm thirty now, which doesn't you know, it's not old. <laughs> You're past in the it, gaming James. industry. You retire when you're 20, don't you? Like, competitive yeah. gamers, that, that's it for them. You need to start... Can I make a suggestion? Uh, you need to start taking amphetamines. Oh, no, come on. What? Sharpen his reflexes. Get <laughs> get his fingers, the hand-eye coordination going a little well, bit quicker. If you've done one of those tests, you know, you do the, the tests online, you, you click and the light goes green, you click again, and yeah. it tells you how fast you react. So I think the human average is 250 milliseconds, okay. and mine is, I think, 200... And, 30 so right. i'm almost average well, I've, I'm got, almost, I've got in my hand i'm a pair just of slightly better than average i've got in my hand a pair of scissors i'm gonna drop these scissors and catch them before they hit the floor okay ready 
All right, go for it. Did it. Did it. What, do you want Did a medal? There we go. Did it again. Caught. Scissors <laughs> dropped. Caught. Before well, you can get like apps on your phone, so it'll tell you exactly what your, your response time is. Hang on, let's go online. So I've got my computer. Um, reflex tester. Let's do reaction time test or something like Re that. All right, you know, okay. reaction. It's usually like um, it's usually just like a, a little light will flash and you click as soon as it goes. Human green benchmark off. reaction time test. Here we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm the best. At, you yeah. know when you get your eyes tested and you have to look in the thing and, and click when you see the green lights. I'm the best. Click to it's, start. Yeah, it's that, it's that sort of thing. When Very the red great. box turns green. Yeah. Uh, click to start. Where do I click? Here we go. Right. Waiting for green. Wait for green. Wait for green. 290 millis. What did you say yours was? Mine's 230, which right. is slow. This is practice. So you're very slow. No, 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 no. That's practice. That's practice. I've got, I've got five goes. Please be quiet, everyone. Here we go. Do it again. I'm not doing this on a mouse. 320. Okay. Oh, dear. No, no, no. I've got five or three more goes. You have a go in a minute, Boyle. What is it? <laughs> Hang on a minute. You go to humanbenchmark.com. Here we go. Wait for green. Wait for green. 256. I'm getting faster. Here we go. Well, you're almost average. The, what a compliment. You're almost average. Jeez. Yeah. Here we go. Get it below 250 and then I'll be impressed. 235. Kiss my ass. Two seven, right, well two seven nine is my good. first go. I got two three five. I got. Hang on, I got another go. Two one four, two one four, two one four. I beat you, James. I'm forty five, forty six this year. I got two well one four. Hang on a bit. How's Kath doing? Kath's nowhere near. Two seven nine. Right, I got two one four. Carry on, carry on. What was yours again, James? Stop mate? it, because you're talking to me. And you... I was. My hoping... average is around about two thirty. Okay, well, no, well, my average is different, but my last one I got was two one four. Catherine, well, I think it's broken. Right, what did you get, Catherine? Sorry, what did you, did you broken? Get? Well, let's. Broken. What was the last number? Three something. Wow, James, you, you've you, you're yeah. a new caller, but you've caught you've um uh, you've sown division amongst the ranks here, and that's appreciated. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> right. See you later on. Thank you. There we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand two one four. Average is irrelevant. It's just the last one that counts. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Hello. Hello. Tomorrow, got the doctor's appointment at 9.30, so I'm getting up, I'm going to the doctor's, and coming home, going straight back to bed. Hey, t Hey! Today, I'm a year clean. Today, 1223. That's what I'm talking Congratulations. about. Congratulations. That's what I'm talking about, man. A year. Get my little key ring tomorrow. Beautiful. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you'd like to give us a call, you would be very, very welcome. It would be nice to talk to you. Um, the Daily Mirror have got a double-page spread on bands that shag. What? Bands that shag. Um, passion for music and each other. Mel B. Oh, I see. Has revealed she is the famous woman Spice Girl's pal Jerry had a romp with in the nineties. Scary forty three told Pierce Morgan's life stories. It only happened once, but some bandmates made sweet music together for years. Okay. Let's let's. Uh, it's time to get a little bit romantic. Mm -hmm. Let's get some romantic music on when we. Uh, uh, Let's get some nice romantic music on while we... Uh, Culture Club? 
It's not very romantic. They were. Uh, it's not romantic uh, music. There though. was a couple in there, wasn't there? Here we go. Oh God! What kind of music is this? Romantic music. Love music. Love music. Spooky music. Um, there we go. Old porno music. Right. Okay. Bluey music. Bluesic. Got the blueies bad. There should be a red triangle in the corner of this show. The f- the f- the f- how do you say the fuggies the fuggies Fugees. Wyclef Jean and Lauren Hill, it says here. Ms. Lauren Hill to you guys. Wyclef Lauren and Praz Michel formed the Fuggy Fugees in 1992, <laughs> but split five years later. This, this music's not very good. So, so who, was, who was at it in that on, threesome? I'm about, I'm about to tell you, mate, if I can just get to... Because I know she ended up, she had a baby with um, Bob Marley's son. Okay, all right. Was it Ziggy Marley? Okay, mate, jumping in. What's going on now? We're having a bath. Dirty buggers. Big bath. Sounds like it's got a tide. Uh, it was only in 2012 that Jean, Wyclef Jean, who uh, returned, he came back in September. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a song, I'll be back in September, I'm coming home. Be gone till September. Um, home in he September. also did the Just Because She Dances Go-Go, That Don't Make Her a Ho-No. Just Because She Dances Go-Go, That Don't Make Her a Ho-No. He was crap, really, wasn't he? I quite like that one. It was only in 2012 that Jean revealed it was due to his turbulent secret relationship with Lauren. He claimed their affair went on after he wed designer Marie Claudinette and that Hill led him to believe he was the father of her son, Zion actually fathered by Bob Marley's son, Rohan. And you worried about me being litigious. I only want to help you, Rohan. Jean said, something died between us. I couldn't forgive that. But Rohan says of Jean's claim of Lauren lying is bullshit. Okay, well, fine. Gosh. Culture Club. Hang on, they're all boys. How does this work? Well, it does. Well, it didn't. That's oh, uh, Culture Club were one of the biggest bands of the 1980s. Never heard of them. But behind the scenes, scenes, the seams as well, I guess, a secret four-year affair between singer Boy George and drummer John Moss was imploding. The pair often came to blows. Well, I think they... Oh, uh, sorry, okay, sorry. As in fighting. The pair often... Well, it says the pair often came to blows. Well, you would. That's what they're for. That's what someone does okay, it for. Okay, okay, okay. I came to blows. Actually, I find it very difficult that way. But anyway, the, the pair often came to blows as, as a double meaning. Um, uh, okay, the pair often came to blows. And Moss claims the singer tried to kill him by dropping a flower pot on his head from two stories up. Their 1986 breakup plunged George in, into heroin addiction. John wed and had kids, and 28 years later, they reunited for a new... Uh, okay, boy. The White Stripes. Well, these were brother and sister. No, they were married, weren't they? Well, that is disgusting. No, they weren't. That is disgusting. You they, cannot... They weren't. I don't care. Maybe in America it's fine. Maybe the, these, these Mormons and things, and these, these no, um, polygomonists. What do they call it? Pal- paleontologists. Polygamists. Who think it's fine to just have it off with as many as you want. Here's one thing I do not think is appropriate, and, I do, and I'm, I'm being serious now. Absolutely serious. It is... I'm going to stop this music. It is totally totally inappropriate 
and disgusting to marry your sister. Do you want to marry your sister? She's already married. Well, exactly. So that's a double reason. So the uh, the Jack um, the what the the whites see the whites in their eyes. The white stripes have got it out. Having it off with your sister, She's it's not. almost as bad as having it off with your brother. She's dirty not, buggers. They're not. When are you going to ring my doorbell? I'm, well, hello, I'm, I'm ringing the doorbell. It's the FBI, and if you don't open up, I'm going to smash the door down and, and uh, put you in irons, uh, uh, handcuffs. Just read the rest. I'm not even going to read theirs because they disgust me too much. The perverts, dirty perverts, ruin the vibe. There's nice vibe, and we've got an incestual thing going. This is Brookside. Um, here we go. This is nice. This is a nice. This is nice. This is much better. This is none of that horrible incestual stuff. The mamas and the papas. Michelle and John. Phillips were a couple long before they were bandmates. She moved to San Francisco as a teen and met John, who divorced his wife and wed her at 18. They moved to New York and formed the Mamas and the Papas in 1965 with Kaz Elliott and Denny Dohotti, also a couple. But Michelle... They weren't a couple. But Michelle allegedly had affairs with Denny and Byard's, Byard's guitarist Gene Clark which made John fire her. They divorced in 1969. I thought Cass and Denny never got together, although she fancied him and he liked her, but she was too fat for him. Um, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac were, were shagging like rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Um, S Club 7. No. Former Spice... This is Hannah Spirit and Paul Catamoli. Catamoli. Former Spice Girls manager Simon Fuller created S Club 7 in 1998. I wish it all had sevens in. There's lots of numbers and it's going to be confusing. S Club 7 in 1998 and original members Hannah and Paul dated in 2001, although by 2006 they had split up as a couple. Hannah, by then an actress, dated her primeval co-star Andrew Lee Potts until 2013. She and Paul got back together in 2015, but it did not last. Here's the thing. If you're in a television series or a band with, with Hannah... Just try and keep it professional because it's, it's not going to work out. Particularly now because she has starred in EastEnders and she's engaged to a personal trainer, Adam Thomas, and they have a baby girl and I wish them the very best of luck. I can't say fairer than that. Very, very best of luck to those guys. I hope that works out for... That's Hannah Spirit and Adam Thomas. She formerly of S Club 7 and Primeval in EastEnders and Adam Thomas... Of the gym. Is up from the gym. I wish them the very, very... Squat fasts! Very best. Drop a gimme 20. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Well, it's back to coming to blows. Mm-hmm. Is, did, he, did he come to blows? He spotted her. Okay. Okay. That doesn't... Um, she, she's got a sweaty crack. Is that, what? Okay, it didn't really work. Let's do it. Let's uh, think. Neon lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Imagine the scene, uh, imagine, God, imagine the scene with uh, Hannah from Levesque Club 7 and uh, Adam of the gym at home. Hannah Spirit. Yes, my name. What do you want? Spirit, what? Imagine, imagine the scene on a they're on a whaling holiday. Hannah from S Club Seven and her boyfriend, her fiance, excuse me, father of her baby. I assume Adam Thomas on a a, a a whaling holiday, and Adam is looking out and he sees a whale. They're in Japan where it's legal, 
And Hannah, uh, Adam sees it, and Hannah, he says to Hannah, Hannah, spirit. And she turns around and goes, yeah. No, spirit. Yeah. No, no, no. Hannah, spirit. What do you, what do you want? What do you want? Spirit. Then the whale escapes, oh. and uh, he, he spears it. I heard they had a terrible time on a paranormal weekend. Uh, they were um, testing one of the rooms, yeah. and someone said, Hannah, spirit. And okay, uh, okay, she yes. was looking... I'm going to encourage this. I like this. She was looking around for a yeah. ghost, but they're not real. They were just saying which Hannah, because there was another Hannah there called Hannah something else. There was... Um, I remember when I actually took S Club 7 around a mint factory, and there was so much hilarity when I was pointing out the different mints, and I went, extra strong. I went, um... I went, give me the name of another S Clubber, Joe. I went, Joe, peppermint... I went, Paul, extra strong. I went, Hannah, spearmint. She went, what? She misheard me. Yeah. She thought I said it's spirit. Always it's, it's always happening. It's always happening. Fun times at the uh, S Club. I did interview S Club 7 once, and, and um, Bradley fell asleep in the lift on the way up. This, is, this isn't even a joke. Bradley fell asleep in the lift on the way up. We were on the second floor. Oh, dear. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, they even do crazy it, days. I think it was just, it was either just before or just after the old... <laughs> Getting high in Covent Garden and smoking marijuana weed. Oh, yeah, so good for you, man. So high. It's in Covent Garden there, smoking weed. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening, Ian. Good All evening, right. Nigel. Oh, hello, Nigel. The Earth says hello. <laughs> I've just, I've just come into my bedroom to get a better signal. There we go. Perfect. And uh, I'm I'm just looking at your your um, Miley Cyrus CD. Yes. And I'm just going to open it up and see what the names of the tunes are. Beautiful. Let's I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. Let's hear it. I had, I've been busy. I went to Age Concern today, and they're going to call me tomorrow uh, because the other people are taking so long that the social services. Okay. Well, that's good to speak to but, as many people so as you can. Help from two lots of people. Brilliant. Uh, um, yeah. Oh. So I. Uh, I had to pull pull my mum's ring again today because I had no more money left. Nigel. No, but I uh, know it's it's gone into a bag. I went and then sealed the bag up, and you get the same ring back. There's no, there's nothing to worry about there. Um, you get the same ring back. Yeah. Well, how come you're out of money ag- again? Because you were well, out of money I, last I, week. I, What's all the money going on? No, basically, uh, time I got a bit of shopping each day, it's a fiver gone, and it's and it soon had that. Um, I was down to a fiver, and I had to get some more money. So now I've got twenty pounds to go on with. And when when do you get more money? When do you get more money? Wednesday or next no, week? Till, no, next Wednesday, not tomorrow. So you got so twenty got quid. You got twenty quid to last your week. Yeah, and, that, and that's difficult to make that last Mate, week. Um, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, that is difficult. Yeah. It is. Is there anything? <laughs> is there anything that you're that you're buying or spending on that maybe? No, I'm only buying. I, I've run out of dinners. Your dinners. So I've, I've had all your dinners now. Right. Um, and 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 I just buy a dinner for about a hundred. No, hundred. Hundred pounds. Uh, He's buying a hundred pound <laughs> dinner. No wonder he's skin. No, one pound seventy nine for for quite a good dinner. I had a roast beef dinner earlier. That was nice with everything. You know, like roast dinner. Yeah. Uh, you get proper meat and roast beef meat and and uh, all the yeah, vegetables and potatoes. That was all right. Yeah. And then I have um, put. I buy those um, caramel puddings where you get six oh, for about yes, one pound twenty. Yes, They're really cheap. Yes. And 
And if you just have a couple of those that last a few days, you get six of those. So I'm not really, I'm not buying expensive things at all, but it just seems, to, and a couple of drinks, Coca-Colas. Right. You know, but it just it just seems to take away nearly a fiver every time. It, it, you know, it doesn't take long, does it? Yeah, I get it, I get but it. I just can't manage. Like right. My mum used to give me £10 a day, and, that, and I used to get through £10 a day. When she out of my money before. Yeah. So you're going to go and see Age Concern tomorrow? No, they've got to call me because I've been to see them twice, yesterday and today. Right. Uh, so uh, they're going to call me probably in the morning, I expect. So Good. I, uh, I, I'm just looking at these. I, I don't know some of these songs that Miley Cyrus did. They're, the, oh. uh, they're when she first started. I thought you were the big Miley Cyrus fan. Yeah, well, I know them if I hear them, but I don't actually know all the... Um, I, yes, I do know most of them, but not, not all of them. But the writing's very tiny to read for singing. I can only, even though with my glasses well, on, I haven't job to see it. It's um, it's something, um, uh, it's something to to practice and something to. Uh, I think the writing comes up on the TV if it's a karaoke one. No, it's it? the these won't. These are just CDs that you play, so these ones won't come up on oh. the old. Uh, but I'm sure you know if you can't read the writing on the inside of the yeah. um, CD sure I can box, pick it up, pick you it can, up from her singing can, anyway. Well, no, you can you can Google it. Oh. Right, oh, Nigel, Nigel, yeah, Nigel. Yeah, listen, yeah. I'm not, I can't do this every week, and I can't. And this yeah. this will be the last one. But are you in tomorrow between eight and nine? In the morning. No, in the evening. Uh, yeah, of course oh, I am. Yes, uh, I don't go out. All right. Well, uh, there's all right. Well, there's there's there's. I'm, I'm sending another food shop. All right. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I this this. Yeah, is, but this, I could do with a bit of money. Like uh, I, 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 I can't give you any money, Nigel. But I'm going to no, send. I, I'm, I don't like to ask. No, well, I, I don't no, like I do to say no. But, sorry. Yep. Let me finish, oh, Ian. Yes. Ian. Yes. Let me. What I do, I, I need a prescription from the chemist. I can't. I, that, I can't. I no, can't do no. that. I can't sort that out. I'm afraid. Look, this is the last no. time I can do it because I can't. I can't keep doing it. No. But I will send you uh, about ten. You don't have to. No, I, mean, I, don't I know. I don't have to. Don't. I don't no. have to, but I'm, you know, you're a nice guy. If you want to, I'll be very pleased. There we yeah. go. I'm just, I'm just clicking. It's going to come tomorrow between whatever time I just said, eight yes. or nine, I think. I seven. I can't remember. The, the, the basically uh, the same, the same sort of meal. It's going to be really. exactly the same thing that you got sent before. Yes. With a chicken and mushroom fine. pie added. And I've been having cheese sandwiches with the Beautiful. cheese, you know, like cheddar cheese. It's tomorrow sandwich. Wednesday. Yeah. There we go. Uh, right, it's done. That's but that's the last time I can do it, man. I can't keep doing it. Okay, yeah. you need. No, I know. We you, need no, to, I don't expect you to. I know you don't, uh, and I know you weren't asking to. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, yeah, that would be lovely. Thanks. And then that'll save. I can save some of that money, can't I? I've yeah, got, yeah, exactly, you know. exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go pawning your mum's rings. But we need to start. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know. Don't worry, it's all cool. I don't mind buying you food. But we need uh, I'm to. Cracking up, I'm cracking up. Cause you I, cracked up I, years I, ago, man. You cracked up no, about forty years ago. I told him at our age concern that every day I wake up I feel a bit suicidal, you know, every time I wake up. Have you told um, your doctor that this is going on? Well, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm on my own so much in the evening because I've been used to her being here. Yeah. You know, so but have you been to see your doctor no, and told her about yes, this? I did, uh, yes. And yes, told I've them told about... Them Nigel, Nigel, listen to what something. listen to what Catherine's mm-hmm. saying, please. And, and told mm-hmm. them told them about how you're feeling but also told, told them about how you're struggling to feed yourself. Uh... Uh, no, I, don't, no, I haven't seen. To, I haven't told the doctor about that. Well, you need to, dude. We've I've told you, yeah, Nigel. Listen, listen. I'm going to start being yeah. firm, right? 
We've told you three times you have to tell the mm. doctor that, right? This mm. is listen. I'm happy to have bought you two shops, two shopping but loads but from they Tesco's. Won't get your benefit money, the doctors. You don't um, know. You need to tell the doctor that you are unable to afford to feed yourself, and mm. that a bloke, a random bloke on the radio, has bought you two weeks mm. worth of shopping. You need to tell them that. And I can't buy you any more shopping, right? Because you need to tell them and they need but to they, start they, taking action. And you need to they, tell the doctor. Yeah. They tell you to go to a food bank when you speak to people in most uh, different people. No, no, I'd, no. Bank. Listen, listen, no. Mm. You need to speak to the doctor about it. And you yeah. need to tell them that you are getting to a point where you can't afford food for a week. No, and this is the second no, time this drink. has happened. I can't afford to buy drinks, no. 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 Well, you need, well, you need to tell because, them that. Because, no. Nigel, because the doctor is the person who can put you in touch with the food bank. No. Random people can't do it. The doctor is no, the one that will have to course, ref- yeah, yeah. refer you. But also, you need it to be on your record that this is happening. Because social but service... But they'll only say that they give me enough Nigel, money Nigel, Nigel, mm. Nigel. Mm. I, I, honestly, we c- you can't keep giving us excuses, right? Stop making up no. what they're going to say to you. You don't know what they're going to say to you until you you speak to them, all right? Uh, just see, when I saw Helen, she said I, I might be entitled to more benefits Brilliant. to help with the bills. Brilliant, you might be. And I have more money for food. Then. In the meantime, you're, what, what, what did you have? You, you've got to go and pour on a ring so you can feed yourself? Uh, I've done that already you today. Can't keep, yes, and, and that's no. happening every two weeks. You can't carry on like yeah. that, Nigel. You've got 20 no. quid now to last you for eight days. Yes, it's not enough. It's the it, second really? time a random bloke Seriously. who you've never mm. met has, has quite happily, you know, asked me mm. to, I've done it off well, my own free will. I've known you a long time, Ian. Has bought you, yeah, but we don't know each other properly, and I've bought you, no. it, I've just spent 50 quid, 45 quid on a shop, which I'm happy to do, right? I'm yeah, very happy I to do that. But this will, be, this will be the last time that I do it, because you need mm. to start taking control Yes. Of the situation. Now, maybe by, by another week or two that uh, I, should let, I should know more about whether I'm getting more benefits or not. Hopefully, uh, but, yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Um, no, but I'm not, I'm not too worried because she, she said, Helen said, don't worry. Good, you know? good. All right, then. She, she's got every, she's, in, she's in contact with everybody at, uh, at the moment. Well, these things can take a little while to sort out, but good. Yeah. It's all heading in the uh, right direction. Uh, uh, there's always hope. What, did we, what was it we asked you to do? Who did we ask you to speak to? The doctors first. Right, but I want you to phone tomorrow. You have to, tomorrow. You have to phone up the doctor, mm. and book an appointment, I will do. and tell yeah. and tell him that you cannot afford to feed yourself. Mm. And I can't afford to get toiletries like things to clean the toilet. Um, I wouldn't even worry about that at the moment. That's not the no. food is your priority at the moment. At the moment, you're like, you're choosing between yeah. feeding yourself or paying bills, and that's not the way it's that's no. not the way it can be. You no, know, I can't. I can't really can't really afford to buy any shaving equipment either to shave. It's that's. Okay. Bag, well, again, no. grow a beard. You look good with a beard. Mm. <laughs> no, no, You look great with a beard. You look like Captain Birdseye. I like to shave. You look, you look. I've got a beard. Beards are in. Come on, man. Join my, join yeah. my beard club. Nigel, important things first. We've got to make sure that you are not scrabbling around to try and feed yourself. Okay, so you need to go to the doctor. No, but there's worse people often me on the streets and that that haven't got okay, uh, well, a roof over their head. No, but Tough. you, but you, you are in a position to help yourself here by just going and saying it to the doctor. So please don't of make course, excuses. Yeah. All right, and go, yes. go for us and do that and tell them that you're feeling low. Because you keep talking uh, yeah, to us about like, feeling suicidal. Worrying. No, it, it's all worrying me. Yeah. Nigel, and it's worrying us. Listen, I'm going to I'm going to end yeah. this now because you need Thanks to. Get, it's now up to you yeah, to take yeah. some action. All right, the food's going to oh, come. The, the, the CD hasn't come. No, I haven't. Se- I haven't. I haven't sent it yet. I'm going to send. We're going to send oh, okay, it out tonight. Yeah. It will probably come Thursday or Friday. All right, the Beatles. I'm looking forward to that. All right, nice one, Nigel. Thanks very much. Take care, man. I don't know what to do. Did I do the right thing buying him more food then? I don't see how. I can understand why you did. Yeah. 
So I didn't do the right thing. I think you did, but... So that's the last time. That's the last time. So I can't keep doing it every week, can I? No. No. Here's the thing. It, what, what worries me is that he's living from... Like a lot of people, he's living from, you know, uh, payment to payment, right? But he's getting into this habit of, you know, pawning things and then... Well, he also, he did try and tap us for money on Twitter at the weekend. When we were doing the rabbit hole, I saw a tweet saying, I need 70 quid to pay my phone bill. Can you can And he you asked you for money just then. Ask me for money. I'm not going to give him money. I think that would be inappropriate. Please, please, dear listener, may God bless you, but don't start su- suggesting a crowdfunding or a GoFundMe or anything like that because that isn't appropriate in this situation. Um, although it's very kind of you to consider that as an option. Did I do the right thing buying him yeah. food? It tides him over for a week. Yeah. It's 45 quid. I can afford that. But that then has to be it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Because I can't be an enabler. It, 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 but then I can't let him starve. No. Uh, I think what I will do is just nudge everyone again tomorrow and say, you know, is there any, what's what's going on here? Jesus, man, the state of this country. Here's the thing. The only people who've not got back to me, Age Concern got back to me. I've spoken to Mencap. They they approached me. Council didn't get back. Council didn't get back, no. But Helen Grant assures me that um, that she's in talks with social services. Or, or, you know, or was it a lovely photo opportunity? No, I don't think so. Okay. okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, then let's pull our fingers out, <laughs> please, right. Council. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send them this clip tomorrow. They and then, hear it for themselves. And then it's just, you know, and, and a lot of people have pointed out, this isn't very healthy for you and I. Because I, I know I certainly tend to take this stuff. You know, we we bought him two food shops and, a, you know, a few birthday CDs. We can't become a replacement for his mum. No. And what I worry about is that once that crisis is averted, once he heard he had his shop in there and then he starts to zone out again and you know we're trying to get him to get himself into the system and we can't do that for him at some point are we going to have to say we can't be involved in this anymore in the same way with Naveed that that we've we've kind of presented him with all these you've presented him with all these these potential opportunities and things but he's not prepared to take it so we can't do any more until he asks for help um do we have to do the same with Nigel at some point? And is that, but is that callous? Is that broken Britain to say, Nigel, we can't help you with this anymore? You're kind of on your own. He's a kid. The guy, mm. here's the thing, right? Everyone thinks he's a bit weird because he likes young girls. I've worked it out. It's because he's a kid. Mm. It's because he's 12. He's 10 years old in his head. So, of course, he likes young girls. And I know, I don't think he, he poses any kind of threat sexually. I never thought that. And a lot of people said, oh, the stuff he posts on his Facebook. He's 10 years old in his head, thereabouts, right? Yeah, with a Facebook account. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he shouldn't be living on his own. Yeah. Shouldn't be living on his own. But what can we do? I, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that that, Everyone I've spoken to who is engaging with me has agreed that he needs someone just to oversee things, especially financially. Where's that person? Ah, oh, man. This is Talk Radio. Moonlit musings from mums, madams and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, line one. You're on the wireless. Hi, hi Ian. Hi, Kath. Hello. This is this is Steve. Um, still nervous, second time caller. Welcome. And Steve. I was going to. I was, sorry. Welcome. I was, I was going to call another time and, and talk about because I've been freaked out by being on air, but I'm overcoming that tonight because I'm phoning tonight about Nigel and 
and Navid and something I've wanted to, to let you know for ages. And although I'm not a doctor, I feel there's a very good chance I would make a guess that Nigel is probably entitled to Pip's benefits because I had a friend um, a few years ago who had mental health, mental issue, health issues and he didn't realise he was entitled to Pip. So he went to CAB and they explained to him and he kind of got twice as much money as he was previously. So I think Nigel doesn't know about these things, as, as you know, and he's not speaking to the right people. So I think my advice would be for him to go to CAB and ask him about uh, his he's, he's, he's been to CAB. That. He's done all that. I, I'm confident... Done, have it, Steve, but thank you for I'm confident that... Yeah, it's a great suggestion. And um, I'm confident that age concern are in touch with him and at least he's on their radar. I think that Helen Grant, the MP is also, I know she's talking to social services on his behalf. I'm hoping now that he's on someone's radar. I just wish that there would be some sort of action. Because, because he, he, he did say one time he had he, he had bipolar and not to see, you know, he's got some some uh, issues. Did he? Uh, I don't uh, remember him saying that. I don't remember him saying that. He did, he did yeah. Um, I've got a very good memory. So, but he did and and he really does. He really shouldn't be scrimping and scraping, you know, because you can't sell everything, and then the next week you can't sell everything again oh, yeah. because eventually you run out of things to sell. Yeah, yeah. And well, we know. We know, like that. That. we know that. We know that. Yeah. But as you know, he he diverts, doesn't he? When you talk to him, he diverts and changes the subject, and then he doesn't do it. And 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 with Navid yeah. as well, I think that the fact they've lived with a mum most of their life, they've not had the independence, and I think they they can't kind of they haven't got that kind of you know. Um, that kind of mindset by they that they've kind of got into a, into a kind of rut of thinking a certain way. Okay. All Sorry. Right. Thank you, Steve. Wrong thing. It's appreciated. Okay. Thanks very much. Yeah, I think I think you're inspired tonight, by the way. You what? Sorry. I think you're inspired tonight. It's brilliant. Oh. I love the um, eye of the tiger. What you did to it. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> you're a good man. I did. Was, we broke eye of the tiger tonight, Paul Ross. We actually broke the song. I heard that it wasn't, as you said, any more a survivor. There was no survivor. It was victim. I'm afraid. Hello, Paul Ross. Good evening, good morning, whatever the heck time it is. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It's, this is a weird, you know, five, seven minutes to one o'clock on a, what night? I don't even know what night it is. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. It's Wednesday morning. It's just nuts. Nights it? for you guys, I suppose. It's nights it? for us. It, yeah. I, it's Tuesday, it's still Tuesday to me, but obviously it's Wednesday yeah. in your world. I'm just arguing with idiots on Twitter telling me how to live my life. Language, Timothy. Language, Timothy. <laughs> I've got. Um, I've got. I've, got uh, I've lost my language, Timothy. Where is it? Oh, I've can't. I'll, I'll fa- you tell us what's on your show, and I'll look for my language, Timothy. Well, for seventeen years, a woman called D.G. Blanchard cared for her daughter, Gypsy Rose, oh, yeah. and Gypsy Rose was living in a wheelchair, living with leukemia, muscular dystrophy, asthma, epilepsy, oh, potentially that. fatal sugar allergy, and vision and hearing defects. Except it was all a lie. No. The mother was living with Munchausen by proxy. Oh. It's the subject of a hugely popular um, American true crime series now called The Act. And if you look it up online, it is gripping. Oh, it's astonishing. Wow. And we've got the clinical psychiatrist who's the expert on this in America who advised the TV show to talk us through it. So it's going to be a fascinating wow. chat. I think, I that, is think be... that sounded like a particularly bad run of I know, seven, 17 years this one was... In... And then what happens is Jeez. Gypsy Rose decides enough is enough... She meets somebody online yeah. and persuades that person to murder her mother. Aye. Spoiler alert, it gets messy. Hold the back page and the front wow. page in the middle. All that and the man who sold his wife for a pint of beer. 
There you go. Is this document? Is this is this a series or a film? Hey, part of the act. It's called. Is, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I should be. Uh, we're going to be playing a bit of the trailer later on. People, and we went. We had a couple of phone calls about it in the early hours of yesterday morning because I think people have been watching already because we live, as you know, in the in the global village these you days. You can watch. You can watch any old yep. rubbish, any time, any place, any. But always listen to quality. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. The late night alternative. Click that for a trail. This is this is about 20 years. Like, they, they, they've got to redo your trail, you guys. It makes it sound like it's a brand new show. Oh, I know yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> this, this this text. This is what I get. 20 years. 20 years after the event. Right. Hi, Ian and Kath. Your show makes life better. Ian, did you ever get off with Daisy Donovan back in the day? She was hot. 20 years later. Here's the, here's the thing, guys. You want to know the truth? I've not seen Daisy for 18 years, and we didn't get on. Does that, does that help? But do you but think Daisy get gets the same, Does Daisy get the same question? You think? Oh, <laughs> we do. Here's the thing. You know, it's like people think because you you must have this point because you worked on a TV show with someone. A, they think that you must have been really, really good friends when it's just a job. And sometimes you form really close friendships, and sometimes yeah, you but don't. the difference is I'm manipulative and I'm all things to all men. So everybody I worked with thought I was the best friend of them. And then oh, the minute yeah. I finish, I drop them like a hot potato. Well, but then that is it. They they, they think mainly you... Gabby Roslin. If you're listening, Gabby, <laughs> <laughs> she she likes you. She's got a lot of time well, for you, Gabby. They think they do. They don't really know yeah, me. I did they don't really know about, me, sadly. About a year ago, she had a lot. She's got a lot of time for you. How, how is Paul? Is he all right? Oh, I miss him so much. She's a bit she never phones. She never writes. <laughs> eh? You know what I'm saying? Um, but they, but also, yeah, you don't. You worked no. with someone 20 years ago. You don't. You don't. We're not like. It's a bit like when you're at school. It. I mean, there's a couple yeah. of. I think two guys I talked to occasionally. I was at school with, but it was a long time ago now. Yeah. Same with university. We all move on. Right, I'm just blocking this guy. This is like, I'm 45 years old, and I've got someone judging me because my mum lives in a care home. He's blocked. He's gone. Oh, yeah, no, I was following that. That's uh, very <laughs> disturbing for you. For, and on, for her, poor woman. And, you know, terrible on for the family. And on and on. There's always something with, these, with, with this place. Anyway, anyway, it sounds like an excellent show. I should be listening on the way home. You're I not the kind of listener we want, though, with oh. all respect. You're a little bit young for us. I sort of, <laughs> sort of an insult, but then at the and end he felt just good. with it one hand good. and then with the other hand I take away. You so do whatever you want with those hands. They're beautiful, beautiful <laughs> hands, Paul. Thank you. Uh, Paul is up next. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Don't forget, podcasts are plenty. Uh, the the last one that went up was the, the extended me hanging out with Steve Sullivan, the director of the, the Frank Sidebottom film that comes out on Friday. is well worth seeing. We will be back tonight at 10 o'clock. Stay tuned, though. Coming up after one, it's Paul Ross on Tour Radio. Talk Radio. Intelligent, organic entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 